Welcome to Profiles in Eccentricity, a show about weirdos, with your hosts, John Fahey, Aaron Peter, and Matt Brutzone. Hello folks, welcome to Profiles in Eccentricity, it's a show about weirdos, doggone it. My name is John Fahey. Joining me as ever, prettiest boy under the sun, good-looking son of a bitch I love very much, Aaron Joseph Peter. How are you? You good-looking, you swine. God, you look... Oh, God. You know, I've got my passport. Oh, God. I've got I'm my shots. Your shots. I'm ready to come. Oh, God, what can I you? buy you a shot? Oh, fuck. Okay. sick fuck. I'm here. I'm queer. Get used to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I got my beer. I got my steers. <laughs> I'm queer as fuck. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! I fucking am. I'm as fucking as queer as a three dollar bill. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, um, you mentioned the number three. Yeah. Uh, to, to complete this holy trinity, magic debauchery. Number. You better believe it. We've got the right here. The uh, the face of the face of the franchise here. <laughs> no, yeah. the voice of the fran- voice of the franchise. Yeah. He's 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 a beautiful man. The yeah. logos, if He's, you will, the word. He is uh, the soul, soul of uh, of uh, mm, the soul the, pole. Uh, He's the soul <laughs> of uh, <laughs> you know the the T nine hundred or whatever we are. Right. You right, know. Right. Well, I mean, uh, you know, the the body is just a vessel of consciousness. That's right. Mm-hmm. Right, but it's hard to separate the two. Well, you need to uh, remember that there's you know. There's two more, parts to it. Right, right. I'm yeah, more than just my body. Mm-hmm. It goes on and on, man. Right. A part of me stands in the stream. Yeah, eventually there'll be just like, you know, some kind of a hard drive of uh, your consciousness and mine and Mr. Matt. Aaron will be here. three hard drives stacked on top of yeah. each other with uh, big yeah, cuts. And I'll, 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 be, I'll be mainly soft drives. <laughs> and, uh, but I'll... I'll <laughs> sloppy drives. Ma- mini discs. Yeah, yeah. A lot of mini discs. Basically dri- obsolete, but sloppy some drives. like it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so just fucking so spilling on my belly with no problem. Yeah, yeah. Um, my, dig- my digital belly, and uh, he'll be in the cloud. <laughs> yeah, he'll be in the cloud. I'll be watching solid. it all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, rock, then, and we'll rock. still just be telling tales, you know, as mm-hmm. a disembodied, uh, you yeah. know. They'll uh, synthesize our consciousness, memories of what we were, right, and right. you know the the things the, we did, the traumas, etc. Yes, et cetera, of course. So. The sort of the, long know, after we're gone, long after we're gone, still digging up the kind of perverts, weirdos, freaks, right. uh, aberrant culture, uh, like the and, motion and, picture. Her, if you've seen it, they synthesize uh, the the consciousness of Alan Watts. There is memories, and he mm-hmm. remember that. Yeah, of That's, course. When when that happened in that movie, I was like, "That's brilliant." It's very good stuff. And uh, I highly recommend the motion picture her, Joaquin Phoenix. I don't know, never heard of him, don't think he's ever gonna do anything good again. Right. But her, yeah. Really nice. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's very nice. It's weird how little they show him jacking it in that movie. Because you I thought that's all I saw. I led to believe he's jacking it pretty hardcore. <laughs> well, I think it's it's better when you don't see the shark, you know. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. But, that's what jump the shark means is to come. <laughs> that's the only way it can come. <laughs> Jumping a shark. Whoa. <laughs> With Henry Winkler, who is an amazing oh, actor. God, Barry, so good. So good. Um, still got it, I guess, huh? He's weird. still got. He, he's, weird. He, he's he's got it harder than ever. You know what I mean? I'm harder than. He's going to be on several hard drives in the future. Oh, there's so I'm, much of him. We're going to be learning from. I know him. he was like a sex symbol. Yeah, of sorts. Big time. I guess yeah, that and he was, was a huge right? nerd. He was a yeah. huge nerd, and he, yeah. and he was the embodiment of cool. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's amazing. All, what he, a, what he, a, what all he had to do was hump the jukebox. Yeah. Yeah. He, he What's Fonzie like? Cool. Correct Mundo. And that's what we're going to be. We're going to cool. be cool. We're going to be the Fonzies of our generation. Yeah. That's exactly right, Aaron. <laughs> I'm looking at three little Fonzies here. <laughs> It's a Fonzie scheme. <laughs> it is a Fonzie scheme. Uh, of course, as always, uh, please look into the Patreon. Extra show a week. A lot of good stuff there mm-hmm. lately. A lot of weird fucked up shit. You can get right into these three guys. God damn it. Deep in it. We have a, oh, yeah, uh, the one we did uh, a couple days ago. Yeah. Oh, big time fucking, fun. That's a fucking two and a half hour. It's a, uh, it's, it's a yeah. goddamn uh, it was a collection. Of... Yeah, we go, we go deep into it. Uh, we give uh, just as much as we give here. So please join the Patreon, five dollars a month, extra show a week. Uh, check us out on Twitter at the PP Podcast mm-hmm. and YouTube. Yes, yeah, YouTube. YouTube. Oh, yeah. we, uh, we have a new if intro. you want to see our gorgeous faces, we're so pretty. We love you. Uh, um, All right. Well, yeah. I'll both edit that out. We can do that. Mm. <laughs> no, that's how I do it. This is the amount of pussy you eat. <laughs> Tiny tongue. That's how much you do. You go. You only eat a little bit of pussy. Yeah, I don't. You don't. You're dying on it like no. me and Matt do. No, me and Matt are like. I savor it. You <laughs> 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 go. I sip it. We go. Like a we fine go. tequila. I sip it. Me and Matt go yard. Oh god. Yeah, yeah you beer. You beer bong the pussy. <laughs> yeah, we gravity bong it. Oh Jesus. Yeah. Uh, and you can also find us on Instagram at profiles in eccentricity. Mm-hmm. See some pictures of some weirdos, some dumbass shit. Yep. Matt. Yeah. You got some fucking freaky yeah, shit. You know oh, I shit. got I got this thing. I just made a note about it. I don't know, mm. months ago. You know, one of those uh-huh. things. Oh, I forgot those two. Oh, that's all right. Uh, and uh, you know, just, I figured uh, we were gonna do a weirdo orgy. Uh, oh. <laughs> and uh, so I started looking into it, and I was like, this uh, it's just there's so much. There's so much it's rich, even though there's there's so little about this man. Right. Um, I just found this amazing book from this uh, author, Paul E. Johnson, all about this guy. Mm-hmm. And this is one of these books. It's like, uh, you know, you read a good bio, like, uh, you know, the, the um, it's called Other Worlds, the one about uh, a prostitute who ran for president, of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just the, the context. It's not just here's someone and they do a thing. Right. Right. It's the, what is the context of the times? And, sure, of course. Yeah. Of what fertile soil did this freak flower grow? Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. What made them so freaky, geeky in their own times? Right. And so much like the Victoria Woodhall book, Other Worlds, this uh, wonderful book. Uh, we're going to talk about a man named Sam Patch. Sam Patch. That's right. Sam Patch. Okay. Uh, most of this info comes from Paulie Johnson's book, Sam Patch, the famous jumper. Oh, a jumper. And well, a lot of like he says, you know, the only things that uh, you could know about people back then are did they pay taxes? Were they a part of a church? If they didn't do anything else worthwhile, there's no almost there's no record of them until they die. Until they die, and yeah. then they're in the bitch born, way. join a church, pay yeah. taxes, die. Yeah. yeah, that's the public record or for ninety nine percent of people, or something like or that. Right, right, or the diary worth reading. Right. Yeah. So. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna uh, do a little bit a history of uh, of early America uh, and New England here. 
Okay. Okay. Well, I do know one thing. Uh-huh. A lot of those people loved walking. <laughs> not until, not for another hundred years. Not for another hundred years. They didn't years. pick up on the fad of walking. No. These are some primitive no. fucking people, man. You're telling me, pal. What were they doing? Well, I guess you got to crawl before you can walk. So in order to figure out who, who Sam Patch was and, and what kind of world he entered, we're going to start in uh, 1620. Oh, shit. 1620, the Mayflower Compact is uh, is signed or whatever. They all arrive from England, mm-hmm. and they start uh, invading <laughs> this world. Wait, uh, failing miserably at it, by the way. They're wildly unprepared yes. to, to deal with anything. anything. Right. It's it's like if people here in L.A. went and like just, yeah, we're going to go to this island we've never been to. and We have no idea what grows there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have ill-dressed, right. wearing sandals and jeans. Yeah. Do they have seasons? And the people you're about to slaughter are like, oh my god, let's get you something to eat. <laughs> yeah. uh, you pour you, you pour, you pour you savages. Yeah, uh, you yeah. pour savages. Uh, you don't even... You're dressed, no, you don't even know what corn is. You're dressed oh, like Undertaker. Just, just come over here. We'll, we'll help you out. You yeah. have a sky god. We have a sky god. We yeah. have an earth, earth god. god. We have so we, many we, gods. What, what are you what doing here? So, one of our gods will help you. Yeah. You, you mean they kicked you out because you were too... Okay. Come, okay, on. come yeah, on. Have a turkey. Yeah. Come on. Jeez, you idiots. So, out of the 30s, we're a big time in New England. The 1630s, that oh. is. Um, you know, Connecticut and uh, Rhode Island were uh, found. William Morris was kicked out of Massachusetts, the Bay Colony, for being uh, too cool, uh, religious freedom, and mm. all that. Like, and so mm. they kicked him out, and he founded Rhode Island. Uh-huh. Uh, and you have to remember, Massachusetts Anything goes on Rhode Island, baby. <laughs> Does it? I mean, I'm assuming that's why he kicked him out. He's <laughs> okay, like, right, right. What right. if I had a couple of wives? Who's to say, <laughs> Rhode Island? You could. <laughs> hey, island life, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, you have to, Massachusetts at this time also was uh, was the territory of what is now Maine. It stretched all the way up. Ah, so New England was largely half Massachusetts, basically. Right. Nice. And uh, so one family in uh, 1636 they arrive in Salem. Uh, this is the Patch family, and they uh, what they did is they worked farms in Wrexham, Mass, and they were uh, militia members and office holders. And what would happen is the family they would work. Uh, until they had enough money to claim some land, and then they would work that land. It was usually 16, 30, 50 acres of land. It was large plots. Mm-hmm. And what you would do is each generation, you would have a bunch of kids, and you would chop up your land and your kids. The first one would get your farm, mm-hmm. the, the established one. Right. Every subsequent, subsequent male, uh, sometimes a female, would get some part of that land. Mm-hmm. And so you would do a this. A patch. A patch of land. And you would do this, but at some point, two, three generations down the line, what the fuck, there's no, what are you going to do? Are we going to have four turnips? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Come on, what am I going to share with my my brother Jebediah over here? Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Four turnips? Yeah, four turnips. And that's the problem with inherited wealth. There you go. What, that nobody uses condoms and there's too many kids? (sighs) And there's only so much about? to divide up, and then you you know you don't know how to do anything. And sure, yeah, I hate Trump. Right, yeah. <laughs> I don't really understand economics. I just know about nut. So <laughs> nut, I know nut the economics? more the more you nut, the more right, the yeah. fewer turnips there are. Right. Yeah. <laughs> for all of us. <laughs> for all of us. So, so be careful what you wish I for. Mean, you shoot, know what I mean? Shoot it on a wall. Oh God, I'm big into nut. Oh. <laughs> big out of it. Oh God. Oh no. Oh shit. Please continue, man. So, uh, we... Somebody's going hungry tonight. <laughs> Not me. 
So we we move now to 1751. The Patch Famithy. Famithy. Uh, Timothy Patch Jr. So this is uh, damn near 100 years later. Yeah, two generations down the line, if you will. Okay. Timothy Patch Jr., he inherits the last possible usable land. There was one plot left, and it was split between him and a brother, and there was just enough land. He even cut a barn in half, and it was just enough oh, land God. to make money living off that land. Damn. And by this point, when he, his father died in 1751, he was 41. He had 10 children. A, a 41-year-old man had 10 children? Yeah. And his and his own father had just passed. His own father had just passed. And he's living off this patch of land. Mm-hmm. Now, when you say he's living off of it, he's growing some crop or commodity and selling that? Mm-hmm. Okay. He's and not and like, oh, I've got here on my orchard. I live off this land. He grows fucking right. hemp and sells it or something. You know, in a lot of these areas, there's there's farmable land, but then you could also own 20 acres of woodland. Right. And you can't so, do shit with that. Right. You can sell you the can, timber, but yeah. then, you know, it's going to take a while for those trees to go back. Mm-hmm. So uh, he, his wife dies. He remarries. Uh, he has two more uh, daughters, and in 1766, his last child is born. He names his son Mayo Greenleaf Patch. Mayo mm-hmm. Greenleaf, Greenleaf Patch. Mm-hmm. 1776. Mm-hmm. All right. Zero. 1766. 1766. Mm-hmm. Okay, so not the exact. But things are brewing. Yeah, yeah it's just about to set off. So you imagine he's, uh, he was uh, about 56. Right, having his which life. is a good, really good time to have your thirteenth child. Of course, it is. <laughs> well, you know the seed is strong with the patch sturdy power. seed. Sturdy. So, at this point, uh, he owns one hundred and fourteen acres of land. He had he had, he had speculated on a bunch, and but um, most of it was small plots here and there, here and there. About. A lot of it was not workable. A lot of it's craggy. Mm-hmm. Oh, a bit of crag. Oh, God. And uh, in 1766, the year his last son was born, Timothy Patch Jr. goes bankrupt. You're shitting me. How'd he go bankrupt? Because... Craggy don't sell, baby. He had, he had bought too much land and didn't have enough uh, to pay uh, what he owed on it, and um, uh. wasn't he was getting old, probably couldn't work his land that oh, much. Yeah. So he sold everything he owned, and he left town. Wow! Yep. Just bailed on the kids? The entire well, family. Well, they're all adults. Every, yeah. Well, except no, for the two. Not. Except, except for, for the two. Except yeah, the... except for the two. They'll be fine. No, they won't be fine. They're children without their papa. How many stories is this house? <laughs> <laughs> so he sells everything to him because he, he can't pay his debts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's uh, a scumbag. And... <laughs> Uh, he, he skips town. Yeah. To where does he go? Well, he doesn't skip town. He basically just moves one town over. Right. Which yeah. is, it might, might as well be another planet. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And there's stories. Of- <laughs> nobody <laughs> knows, and nobody will ever know for the rest of our lives. There's there's various, he appears in various stories, like he owes money to someone. In his late 70s, he is arrested for stealing firewood, <laughs> so, which is not not a good, you know, if you're oh, in your 70s, it, it, stealing yeah, firewood. It's not this summer's hottest look. Yeah, that's yeah. trouble. Stealing fire. Yeah, I guess there's not a bunch of, like, trash you can You're just going to burn it anyway. <laughs> yeah, Come on. Exactly. Fucking bitch. <laughs> So the whole family basically splits and goes their separate ways. Uh, some of the children are already living in Wrexham, 
and uh, his his youngest son Mayo moves in with his much older brother Isaac, who has mm. the whole family. And Mayo, oh, God, I fucking got all these fucking siblings. This <laughs> sucks. Hate being the fucking oldest Jesus son. fucking Christ! With all on my shoulders. Fuck <sighs> you, Dad. Had What's your name, Patch? <laughs> fucking smother you to death, you <laughs> piece of shit. Old enough to be your dad. You oh God, sucker! You call me Daddy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, but he's 26 or something, right? Oh, he's probably at this point he might be, who I don't know, but he's probably he could be in his 30s. He could be in his 30s. Even as high even as high as 30, Aaron. <laughs> was 66. He's probably mid mid 20s, mid 20s. That's a man in yeah. his own right in that time and era. Big sturdy boner. <laughs> oh god, peak <laughs> boner era. <laughs> Shooting loads across <laughs> 20 vibes. Shoot, yeah, shoot, shoot loads across the plots of land. Yeah. <laughs> None of his dribbles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's thirty-five year old. Now dude. yonder is my property as well. Let me show you. Now let me. Sh- now son, Skeet. come up here. As f- all that around you, as far as your load can shoot, is your territory, son. One day it'll all be yours. No, it's my nut no longer no. has the trajectory of, let's say, a longbowman of 400 yards of reach. A, a, a larger. No. Once we turn on the stadium black lights, you'll see the land that is yours. Strewn about in a CSI like Jackson Pollock fashion. So now you know which load is your daddy's, don't you, Junior? It's the stinky one. <laughs> It's the one the skunks run from. <laughs> now, now just follow the yellow stink load and you'll never be lost again. <laughs> All right, so Patch Adams is uh, Mayo Greenleaf Patch. He uh, lives with these. He's under the uh, the guardianship of his, of, of his, his brother. brother Isaac, uh, and nothing is known about his childhood at all. There's no writing. There's no nothing. He doesn't appear in any papers until he's 21, um, and he appears uh, in Reading, Massachusetts, mm-hmm. 18, uh, 1787. His name appears in the newspaper there. He's 21. He owns no land. Um, and New England folks are very untrusting of anybody with no land That's at this right. time. That's I mean, right. I guess don't understand still... you. Must be a stranger here, up mm-hmm. here in Maine, now yeah. Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> don't like non-landowners. I mean, Reading, Mass is today. It's like a probably a ten fifteen minute drive from Wrexham. Right. Um, but uh, he shows up there. He doesn't know anybody in town. He has no land. Uh huh. He's a drifter in a, in a sense. Yeah, but they it, hate strangers up there. Yeah. <laughs> they are not into it. Yeah, they really don't like it. Apparently, back then too. Yeah, but he does. Uh, whether who's to say whether this is uh, out of love or survival? But in 1788, he marries an Abigail McIntyre. Mm. She's 17, and she's two months pregnant. Oh God! With his kid. Yes, uh, a third of women in Massachusetts at this time were pregnant when they were getting married. A third of them. Mm-hmm. Huh. Nice. nice. Pretty so pretty loose morass, actually. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Probably not a lot going on, you know. I mean, a strange dude coming to town that nobody trusts. Uh, Mayo. Great way to make daddy mad, you know. He doesn't even own any land, dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose if you got Abigail pregnant, we can make time for you. Get you some kind of work. But you have to tend the land. You have to take care of my Abigail. How far? You have to suck my dick. 
Well, I guess if you can shoot your load deep into my daughter, well, that's as far as it needs to go, son. Well, I suppose you can help with our expansion on the eastern flank here. Now, let's see how far your load goes. Now, the wind comes in from an easterly direction. Now, you're going to have to compensate <laughs> that it's not Easter. Because you might end up on the, the Webster, Webster territory, and they don't take kindly to strange seamen on that land. I'll tell you that. <laughs> strange men, strange seamen. Yeah. Now, whose fucking nut is this now? <laughs> Smells <laughs> like shit. <laughs> oh, God. So the McIntyre line... <laughs> A little intro on the McIntyre. Abigail McIntyre. Yeah, she's, so her she's family, pregnant. her family's line begins in Scotland. Mm. Uh, one of the McIntyres was captured in the 1650 Battle of Dunbar. Oh God! As you know, duh. Uh huh. The old battle with Cromwell, where oh, he uh, that old son of a bitch. He was uh, over uh, overmanned by the Scots, but uh, they uh, their leader uh, made a tactical blunder of attacking too soon and putting himself in a bad position, and Cromwell. Uh, Overcame the odds, and yeah. God was kind to him that day. I was a mate too excited to slaughter Cromwell. Is this like Braveheart? <laughs> so, no. Well, it was basically like they should have won, and they didn't yeah. because they he, were dumbasses. He, he Their commander was a he, dumbass. Get, get, he shot too soon. Yeah, well, yeah. He was, you know, trying to be... Uh, in the fray, as it were, in mm. the vanguard. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. That's, that's smart. Nah, that's smart. So there, these uh, prisoners, they, uh, there was uh, like uh, about 5,000, uh, five or 6,000 Scottish prisoners were taken from this battle. Jesus Christ. They were marched to um, a prison, and um, about half of them died on the march. Yeah. And then right. they were in prison in terrible conditions, and the English said, well, we got to get these, let's get these fucking guys out of here. So they did what they did. And they shoved all of their prisoners to uh, the New England uh, to live as indentured servants for five to seven years. And many of them, uh, when they got out of their service, they were dropped off in, in, in northern Massachusetts, which was Maine at the time. No shit. Yeah. So this was a prison, too. Oh, abso- ab- absolutely. I, dude, life is a prison, man. I mean, I, I, I believe it's... Uh... Aaron, shut up. It, I'm talking about historical yes. record, oh, not I, theoretical. Massachusetts. Dude, life, is, <laughs> life is a sentence, dude. dude f- f- yeah, dude, uh, slavery is freedom. Yeah, I get yeah. it. I read 1984. <laughs> I got it. What? That's a book? <laughs> if, if you, uh, Hunter S. Thompson's, uh, uh, his essay about the um, Kentucky Derby. He talks about how he hates the South because it was basically a prison colony. Yes. Uh, it was the English in... I did in, not know this, yeah. and uh, uh, I'm embarrassed to say I didn't know it. But it, was, yeah, uh, it yeah. makes sense that not only Australia would be the prison colony, it would also be America. Yeah. But also... Any new, any place can be... A, but the original, yeah. the, the fucking, you know, the the hardcore Christians coming out here, the, the, the British are like, yeah, get, get ahead, yeah, get, yeah. go over there. They're going on their own. Yeah. Well, see, the interesting thing is the Puritans come over, right? But these Scottish that were fighting this war was a war uh, to, uh, I believe, is to unseat Charles the First and put on Charles the Second, who was a Puritanical ruler. Mm-hmm. And so the, there were Puritans that were actually winning over there, uh, and then they shoved their prisoners uh-huh. over here where, where the other Puritans, Puritans are. are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, it was the thing of being like, well, the Puritans, uh, they don't have any uh, fucking, uh, you know, uh, corruption. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we don't want yeah, them no, winning. Of course they wouldn't. No, no. You can't no. have that. You know? How are we going to rule properly? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, the thing of, you know, uh, the warlords don't want the Taliban to win because they're, they're holy people. Yeah. 
Uh, you can't, can't be reasonable. You can't grease them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So then you go, you know what? Let me tell you, there's a whole fucking uh, like intercepted by warlords. There's, 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 a, there's a whole there's a whole fucking uh, savage continent over here that you have to bring Christ to. Otherwise, you're really shirking your duties. I'm really sorry. I mean, I, we'll take care of the corruption here. Don't worry about that. But you go to America, do and, the real and, God's and, work. Yeah, you do the real God's work, and also work off the five to your yeah. Five and to seven it's year not prison. like we're abandoning you. It's not like it's a prison. It's not like if other prisoners show up there, it reflects on you. <laughs> <laughs> but, but other prisoners yeah. will be coming, and but, you guys are great. You, you can't there. leave. Yeah, you can't and, leave, and you will stay, and, and we'll work, and we support you. Big time, uh, yeah, and, and yeah. I mean, that's basically uh, it's. I just, it's I, just the 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 foundation of the country is so fucking dysfunctional. Yeah, that it really is like when people are like, "Man, this is a fucked up country." It's like, yeah, uh, uh, of course, mm-hmm. it's super fucked up. Yeah, it's the first time we put all of our bad ideas into one place <laughs> and then you covered know? it over with this great idea we had that yeah. we, we completely yeah. just gave oh, yeah. up as soon as the that first it was chance free came. and like equality and then instead it was just like you know what fuck the tribe it's all about money dickhead yeah and then it became way scarier because you didn't know who to trust uh yeah and uh... <laughs> well yeah and then uh... Let's, yeah. Okay, so so the McIntyre, the one the one McIntyre who came over here after the indentured servitude, uh, they went south, settled in Reading, Massachusetts, and started uh, farming. Lovely place. And so uh, he did his five to seven years, mm-hmm. and, and, moved and south. Who, who knows where? Maybe it was in Reading. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, then started farming. Uh, this McIntyre's eldest son inherited that farm mm-hmm. and built on that wealth and started speculating successfully and. And owning um, a lot of a bunch of businesses, oh. uh, according to tax records, was the twenty third wealthiest person in town. Hey. Out of out of out of people. like two hundred <laughs> people paying taxes or something. Hey, so stopped him. His name was Archelaus. 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 Mm-hmm. Or Archelaus. Archelaus. B- biblical name. Yeah. And uh, he was Abigail's father. Okay. And so Mayo Greenleaf married into one of the. Best opportunities he yeah. ever had. Yeah. Better than the one he grew up in because he didn't grow up in any opportunity. Right. There was, there was yeah. nothing to inherit. Total lack of. a brother for a father. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sucks. So after the oh, marriage, <laughs> after the marriage, uh, uh, Archelaus, uh, he give, he loans uh, Mayo money to buy a shoemaker shop. Oh. And he lends him a small house and uh, the land that the small house was on. Hell yeah. So nice. marrying up. Much and, both ways, fellas, don't you forget it. <laughs> initially uh, initially things were good. Uh he was well spoken of in town. He was doing well enough. It is, and it was. It was not like a high end shoemaking. This was a very. This was not skilled work. It's not this cobble. was. Right, this is like crude Velcro. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> as, as the farms in New England were overworked by constant farming, 
uh, they then moved over to livestock, mm-hmm. and leather became a big trade, and mm-hmm. shoemaking mm-hmm. became a big thing in uh, Massachusetts because they were really dumb about farming and didn't know how yeah. to not Dude, abuse the land. Yeah, crop cycling, et cetera, et cetera. George Washington Carver was a big uh, uh, smart person who figured <laughs> a lot of that out. Yes. Cool. Black guy? <laughs> yeah, I've heard of so initially he was well spoken of, and uh, he even lived. Uh, they built a church next to uh, his plot, not hey. on purpose, but they, you know, it seemed like a good pl- place to do it. The uh, school teacher in they had a, they built a schoolhouse. The school teacher in town lived on his land, uh-huh. and they paid him to board the school teacher. Hey, and everything, all of a sudden, hey, revenue, mm. multiple streams of revenue here. Uh-huh. Let me do that. Everything was kind of coming together. Multiple streams, I bet. Oh, and then. Uh, so he married in 1788, and then 1791, Archelaus dies. And Fuck! Mayo's land is then given, uh, is passed on to Archelaus Jr., who was 19, and so his... Uh, oh, because a, it was never properly given to Mayo. It was lent to it was him. Lent to him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but then and he Archelaus never bought it, which he probably should have tried to. Yeah. Hmm. So now uh, Archelaus Jr., he's too young, so right now everything goes into, into a guardianship. Mm-hmm. And... Who runs the guardianship? Uh, just, uh, you know, some guy. But it's, it's, it's not initially a big deal. But then Archelaus is the original one. His widow complains that um, one of her children is stealing furniture from her. And, you know, Abigail is the one suspected of doing it. Nah. Then Mayo gets in a dispute with his neighbor. And then mm. the school teacher moves out and moves in with the neighbor. Uh oh. And I uh, got all this nice furniture. Yeah. Mayo gets sued for not paying his debts. And then the lawyers in this case sue him for not paying them. Oh, God. What a nightmare. And then in 1795, Nancy Barker moves into town. She's Mayo's half sister. She's 31. Oh. And she. Half-sister. She starts flirting with Archelaus Jr., who by now is 22. Yeah. And gets pregnant and has to marry, and they get married. Oh, no. And everybody in town goes, so Mayo's sister moved in, and then he needed that land, and she got married to the kid? Very semi-incestuous, not really at all, but convenient. It's very convenient for Mayo and Nancy. I mean, she was a widower. She mm-hmm. was 31. She had two children. Right. I but mean, it's also hot. Let's not forget I mean, about the yeah, yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's, let's not forget about the big chubs we get from thinking exactly. about this. Exactly. Thank God. Yeah, thank God that we get and so hard. And there's a hard. church next door? Oh, God. Fuck. And yeah, probably olden times, but we all stunk. Oh. <laughs> the load stinks. You know that, Aaron. That's, that's chief among the stinks. Yeah, a little dab on the pulse points. <laughs> you know, but you know, she shows up. Probably traveled a long way. A good no whip. shower. She followed her nose. The fellas and the fucking crew, dad, son, doesn't matter. They stink to high heaven. Yeah. Barely know how to wipe. Barely know how to wipe? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they stink real good in a way that you like. And no. then and they start getting it on with this lady. Well, it's a debt consolidation. <laughs> right. Yeah. Not yeah. consolidation. Money's a dirty business, isn't it? <laughs> a complicated profession. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't you agree? (laughs) All right. So, um... So, so, uh, the the, the townsfolk, they sour on mayo. Right. 1798... mayo's gone bad! By 1798... Sour patch! By by 1798... (laughs) 
He's no longer listed in town as um, a land occupier. Uh, and uh, 1798, Nancy dies. 1801, Archelaus Jr. dies. Fuck! He leaves his land to his young daughters. The town does... By now, Mayo's not even in town, and they don't even reach out to Mayo and Abigail to say, hey, no, would no, you no, want to no. help? Don't, don't. Nope. Hey, don't bring it they up. They say, let's just, yeah. Those guys stink. They don't know how to wipe. Let's leave them alone. He's out of town. He has no land. He has no uh, shoemaking business anymore. They move to Danvers. Abigail has family there. They stay with them. Uh, they make shoes again, 1799. Sam Patch is born. He's the fourth kid. He's given the name of the child who, the child they had the year before, who died after a few months. Wow. And so they say, well, we already got a good name. Yeah, right. He's Sam good. Patch round two. Oh, yeah. I was kind of set on Sam. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Patch. <laughs> so, so here you go, kid. In uh, 1802, Mayo's brother in Marblehead dies. He leaves Mayo a fifth of the estate, and this includes an unfinished house and a barber shop. Um, uh, you know, butcher shop, I'm sorry. And also he, but also along with the deal of taking on the butcher shop and the house, he also takes on half of his brother's debt. Uh, and so uh. he says, I'm going to make this happen. He moves the family to Marblehead, 1803. And by 1805, everything is taken from him because he can't pay the debts. Fucking asshole. Well, that's, uh, that's a real problem, man. <laughs> it seems to be. Dope empathy. That's Debt, great. You know, it's so hard, man. It's really difficult. Try not to borrow money. <laughs> Very good. Very good, Aaron. <laughs> if you do, pay it back. So. You don't say. Or fuck it. <laughs> Move, skip down, whatever. Yeah. Abscond. Abscond, die. Yeah. One or the other. Fake your, <laughs> fake your own death. Uh huh. That's, that that's a good one. It's a really good one. So, uh, so you know, they bounce around for a couple of years. In 1807, they move to Pawtucket, Massachusetts. That's a town I've heard of. Uh huh. Pawtucket. Pawtucket. Right now, Pawtucket is, uh, it's the place. I mean, by now, I mean 1807, not today. Uh, it's they, the main place to tuck it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all on Pawtucket. <laughs> yeah, I'm, oh, I'm Pawtucket. Now, you see, I'm a dog, but uh, I identify as a woman, even though I have. <laughs> so that my part. paw will tuck it. Hmm. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Well, you well understand? it's kind of like a Buffalo Bill situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you understand? I'd fuck me. Yeah, as a steer, I will hoof tuck it. But as a dog, I'll paw, I'll paw tuck it. And as a grandma, okay. I will nan tuck it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, the truth is buried. Yeah. It doesn't matter. And that's all that matters, yeah. is that nobody knows because we buried our deepest, darkest, phallic secrets. Through our thighs. Straight up our assholes. <laughs> well, you get rid of the shit, you gotta fill it back up. <laughs> now, so Pawtucket is one of the premier mill towns It's it's uh, in America. Mm. Uh, it's it's basically one of the, if not the first uh, mill town. Lumber? Fuck, textile Fucking mill. A, right? Textile, 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 textile mill. Textile mill. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Uh, so the cotton mill goes all the way back to the 1700s in England. Uh, the early uh, 1700s. Demand for cotton wool uh, outgrew the production of cotton wool at the at you know in in those times. And so they had to find a new way of turning this old fucking this, their process to 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 make more spindles of wool, right? Of cotton wool. Oh man, wait till they find Africa. <laughs> Uh, spinning loose fiber into cotton, well, it originally was like a family thing. Everybody would just get in their house and the, the one, one spindle at a time. They would 
Wait, what year is this now? This is the middle of seventeen hundreds. Okay, okay. Let's give you so why? He's going back. He's, yeah. he's going right. back to give you the history of textiles. Uh, nice. Someone invented the spinning jenny, which let one person uh, fill up eight spindles mm-hmm. at the same time, and this blew up the British textile industry. Made it uh, made it the premier textile industry in the world. This leads to textile mills and mill buildings, and England is the place to do this. Now America has a ton of cotton. And a ton of slaves. You can have to cheaply uh, pick that cotton. Damn near free. Uh-huh. And so they have a lot of room for a burgeoning industry. And New England has plenty of streams and a population that needs work. Right. And the streams, they run the the, the thing to power the thing? Mm-hmm. Oh, Aaron, did you know that uh, in, in Roman times, you know, they would, uh, they would uh, pound wool, right? And, uh, and as they pounded the wool with, like, their feet... Mm-hmm. Uh, they would do it in buckets of urine. Yeah, yeah, and then it, it make it white. Yeah, yeah. I think we. I think we. I think. We I believe did, we do. I, I think we, we maybe discussed that. that. Yeah. Touch on that. That's they how, would pound that's, out the wool. That's how it, the, how they got their togas so white. Why? Because they were pe- covered in yellow pee. Yeah. So you 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 you'd have the the wool plants and you'd pound it. Uh, uh, to to break up the fibers, I, right. I, I believe it's called. Uh, wa- I don't know if it's called walking. I forget mm-hmm. what the phrase. It's footing or something like that. And then then they would be spun together uh, sure. to to form a, a more. But now this is not this is cotton, not sheep's wool. Not right, right, right. This of co- course, this yes, yes, yes. But I mean, but do you think it was because of the Mediterranean diet that? It- yeah, so probably like a high omegas. <laughs> yeah, you a lot of you want to piss in your clothes. Well, know? and they were also drinking the piss too, so like recycling. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, Beverly, Massachusetts, a spinning mill is established with horsepower, and seeing these opportunities, one man named Moses Brown he reaches huh. out to someone to say, "Hey, can you design a water-powered version? Because horses uh, have only t- so much t- energy." Yeah. yeah. So this man named Samuel Slater enters the picture. He was an apprentice in England, and he memorized the entire process England used to make their mills. He moves to the United States and builds uh, a, a process of, of a textile process for this man. And he recognizes that uh, this is a really good thing, so he moves to Pawtucket, and uh, he starts a water-powered fuller mill. Oh, fuller and scouring. Fuller, fuller is the fullers, the wa- fullers yeah. are what the, the profession of stomping on yeah. uh, clothes uh-huh. wa- yes. the clothes washers were yes. in Rome. Scouring is then uh, cl- uh, washing the urine out. and yeah. Yeah. Scroungers. Um, you got to get the urine in by a bit of the process of being a fuller, and then uh-huh. you got to scrounge out the urine so right. then it's nice and nice. <laughs> so Slater opens his own mill in Pawtucket in 1793. And he would eventually be known as the father of American industrialization. Thanks. And in England, he was called Slater the Trader. Really? He, he took their idea and brought it to America. Oh, you... <laughs> I bet he nah. sat, he sat on chairs backwards, too. <laughs> yeah, I bet he did. But he talked to the students like they were equals. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like every movie in the late 90s. That's probably his deal. But yeah, I mean, you know, England was out. You know what I mean? America was in. Yeah, and we were definitely into we're the, the new dollar. Kid in school. Yeah. Just into the dollar, man. It was just like a thing, like from the get go from before the get go. It was just like this is just a place to make money. And that's why the whole country turned out that way. Well, I mean, initially, so the idea for these mills initially, uh and Alexander Hamilton talked about this and wrote about it, uh, slave owner, uh, slave trader, Alexander Hamilton. Uh, Benjamin Franklin as well. <clears throat> let's not forget, uh, though he did later denounce he, it yes, later, but... Uh, publicly denounce yes. it. Um, and, but he, said, he 
Slated. He traded slaves. Alexander Hamilton arranged uh, for his family members to buy slaves. And so did... Franklin? No, Franklin. I don't think Franklin did. No, he but he had. definitely owned slaves. He definitely owned yeah. them. Right. Yeah, yeah. He didn't broker, he just... Before we pretend to... Yeah, Alexander Hamilton was this uh, cool rapping dude. Um, <clears throat> and he was a man of his time. It's, uh, yeah, but also mm. there are plenty of people who said slavery is bad back then. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, they just they just didn't have the money to buy them. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. I mean, also you're writing big, you know, huge tomes about the equality of man. You're kind of a big jerk off. Yeah, all because day, every you have day. the luxury time that you have been afforded <laughs> by outsourcing your hard labor to the slaves you bought with your hard earned money. Right. So now you got free time to think about equality. Yeah. And then you think, hmm. Maybe I shouldn't have these slaves. <laughs> I'll erase that part. <laughs> so now initially the idea the, the when these mills started popping up, Alexander Hamilton and folks said, Well, this is great because they're not gonna displace the farms. What they'll do is they'll give us an extra place of work for women and children. So the farm owner can now have more income and everybody will be brought up and it will be great. Right. And of course that's not what happened at all. That's um, never what happens. No. Because it's Never. fucking complete disregard of any sort sense of, of, of capitalism. Yes, yes. Well, oh, yeah. The, oh, telecommuting. You'll have more free time. Now you're always working. They, they, they wrote that they, they said that we don't, there will be no Manchesters in America. Manchester was, was the premier uh, textile manufacturing, manufacturing place. hub. Yeah. And it was just rabble rousers and. Crime and derelict folks oh, and smoke in the so air. So we can't have that. That won't happen in America. They no. said, "Not here." Instead, what happened is once these places started offering work and all these people didn't have farms to inherit, they went and started working at these mills. And all of the classy folks' daughters and wives were eventually pulled out of the mills because they didn't want to associate them with this rabble. And so. This is what had happened in Pawtucket. This is the place Mayo Greenleaf Patch and his family entered in 1807 when they arrived in Pawtucket. And there's no record of Mayo actually working at that time because uh, he was. There was only record of him being a drunk and an angry one at that. Mm. By now, as uh, as Johnson has uh, writes that the family the, moving to Pawtucket was the final was the 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 end of an act, it, and he writes. The move was a climactic moment. It marked their passage out of the family economy and into the labor market. There was never anything. There's no family economy left. Right, right. So they're starting new, starting over, fresh. Okay. But also it's the dichotomy of we've been trying to be above this the whole time. Right. Or, and, or we, and we have been above it. We have, uh, but also... We've been above it because we've been trying to be. Like, I mean, you know, families are rising and falling in America all the time. But that's the thing is that it's just like, what are you trying to be above? Well, the promise is that they won't. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> Once you realize, oh, there's like a community down here with these like riffraff. Yeah, and my man, we don't, we don't, we're not, we have a lot in common. Yeah. And then you go like, oh, and your they, cum stinks and, too, and they, they, yeah, and they don't even hate me. They don't even hate me for being like you know whatever. Like, or, or some of them do, but a bunch of them don't. Mm-hmm. A bunch of people are just like, oh yeah, you were just rich or whatever, and trying to hold on. But yeah. the idea of also trying to hold on to that through coming to America mm-hmm. and having a lineage, oh. and then having it succeed here, and having demanding that it continue no matter what, because otherwise, 
what are you? Yeah. yeah. When and you identify with that, when and you then identify it strips with from you, yeah. yeah. When you Ooh, identify boy, with that, uh-huh. is high drama. Love it. Yeah, like, I love it. Yeah, yeah, and so this is the good stories are made out of that. That's who. So uh, you know, if Sam was born, Sam Patch was born ten years earlier. You know, he sees his father uh, taking these chances and running a business and. But in 1807, he's seven years old, and the only thing he sees of his father is an dr- angry, drunk man. Yeah. And, you know, you think about, you know, a, a child that is born doesn't know what their parents were like as kids. They don't know. All they know is yeah. for sure what yeah. they know yeah. when they remember. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and as Johnson writes, uh, Sam Patch spent his childhood in the wreckage that his father had made. <laughs> I think uh, I think that goes for a lot of us, right? <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, that's that that's happens. Yeah, that not shit talking, just saying that's pretty much everybody's situation. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't always, different degrees you don't of get wreckage. Yeah, different kind of wrecks. Yeah, some wrecks. What, what do you think? Your dad's gonna leave you a ladder? <laughs> <laughs> he hates you, you young Chaos piece is of a shit. Ladder. <laughs> you know? Yeah, he doesn't want you. Yeah. Claiming his throne and fucking no. his wife. Read He's it. like, you know what you remind me of, son, is uh, me before I went through all the nightmares. <laughs> yeah. I, I hate you. I, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because now I'm a different person and you're like, I'm oh, sorry. Uh, and you can't even control your piss and shit. <laughs> you oh, and, yeah. You can't. Yeah, I'm pissing and shitting all over that idiot. You, <laughs> and you came from my stinky cum. <laughs> You're nothing. <laughs> you love it so much now. You, it's really disgusting. You hated it so bad when it it's started. Filth, it's disgusting. No, it's, it's really it's repugnant. You no, know, it's very, very disgusting, but so, also true for you uh, and accurate. How do you and, know? Yeah, what, <laughs> huh? <laughs> how, do you, how do you know, John? Well, I just go through your trash is all. <laughs> you think I throw that shit away? <laughs> So wait, who's coming? Your house stinks. <laughs> I'll never tell. <laughs> so in 1808, Sam is now he's about eight years old. He gets a job in the in one of Slater's mills in Pawtucket. Uh, children were the largest working group in the mills. We can do it. We yeah. can unionize. Yeah, we're gonna organize. <laughs> You're not paying us enough. All right, Johnson, once you stop <laughs> shitting your pants, you can leave. Now I'm telling you, we're not going back to work until you fill the Pez dispenser halfway up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, somebody has not been putting the lids back on the smelling markers. Everybody loves the way the red marker smells, and you letting it dry out by not putting the cap back on the. Mark- I'm not pointing fingers at anybody, but Kyle, uh, you got red shit all over your nose, so like maybe just remember to put the cap back on the smelly marker. Next point of contention. Uh, the Play-Doh is diminished. Everybody's eating it. We know what's happening. There's crumbs all over your face, Steve. How are we going to build anything? I never thought about what a racket the... the, the cool smelling marker was but then you're an adult you're like i love smelling markers oh yeah, yeah. Oh, this is a permanent marker oh yeah oh, god oh, oh shit was this papaya <laughs> oh god <laughs> poppers for kids <laughs> yeah in essence so children were the uh, largest uh, uh, group of workers in the mills and by they, numbers not uh, by text yeah we'll have you stack my time we can do it 
uh, they worked the bottom floor of the of the mill and the carting area. It, what they would do is they'd feed what was called carting machines, which would turn uh, uh, spin cotton, loose raw cotton into uh, loose ropes. Mm. And then the ropes would run to roving machines on the next floor, which are also run by children, and they would stretch and twist these ropes into stronger ropes. Mm-hmm. Right. And then they eventually would make it to the spinning room at the top floor where the skilled adult workers mm-hmm. would run. They would shoot the big ropes. Yeah. They were called spinning mules, and a child would work for the spinning muler. With their uh, little fingers. Yeah, and they would go. The big they'd, ropes. Get, they'd get rid of loose uh, loose threads, and they would tie knots, seven knots a minute, at the end of uh, these spindles and things. And if they ever acted out, they would have their ears boxed. Oh God! Their or, ears boxed. Yeah. yeah. Or if I'll they box their ears, or if they were falling asleep, they would get a good slap to wake them up. What's uh? What's getting your ears boxed? It's getting your head hit. Yeah. Oh, okay. Box, upside upside box, the head. Box your fucking ears, mate. Box your fucking ears. Yeah. yeah. You can you get your face slapped is one thing, but when you get that open palm in the oh, ear, it's like an, yeah. it rings. Yeah. It's smart. Yeah. In the ear it smarts. Hairs, yeah. It smarts. Yeah. yeah. Turns um, into cauliflower, which your friends eat, of course. Yeah, and it wasn't a good the air. What? Huh? Hmm? <laughs> so far right. Far right. <laughs> far right. <laughs> yeah, Aaron is far right. I agree. Sick fuck. They would uh, they'd be verbally abused. <laughs> of course. Uh, you little shit. You little shithead. Couldn't, uh, <laughs> couldn't stack three of you in a trench coat. <laughs> it wouldn't be worth one. Yeah. None of you ripped. None of you have huge cocks. None of you are ripped. <laughs> not even, ten of you to fill a trench coat. <laughs> not even worth putting you in a trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> you little dicks. They would work 11 hours a day, six days a week. Uh, by the end of their shift, their ankles would be swollen. They wouldn't their have ankles t- would be swollen? They wouldn't have time to eat. If there was ever, if the machines ever broke down, they would go into the corner and sleep. Uh, they would just be tired all day. Uh, when they were done, they would go home, they'd sleep, they'd wake up, they'd return back to the mill. Mm-hmm. And uh, here's Johnson's description of Sam's childhood. Sam Patch spent his childhood and youth in the mills, picking lint and tying knots amid the din of machinery and falling water, passing whole days in a half-sleep punctuated by shouts and occasional slaps across the head. He seems to have been good at it. He learned the rules and skills of the spinning room in the 1820s. He took his place as one of the first American-born boss spinners. Spun like a boss. So all of the original spinners were immigrants from England who did the job in England and came over here for a new opportunity and... Right, right. uh, but he was born and bred here. He was one of the first Americans to work his way up to spinning. He hacked the system. Uh-huh. Cheat sheet. Being a spinner was a, a, a decent job. They were semi-independent. They were subcontractors. It was a position you were in through skill. Uh, and each mule, each machine was dependent on the spinner. And if the spinner worked the machine enough, the machine would only work with that Spinner, because there'd be little things that you would change and move. A symbiotic to... relationship. And so it was a... Man, machine, the, melted the... as one. <laughs> yeah. The place wouldn't work without you. It was a pretty important... Become indispensable. Yeah. To that particular... And indestructible. No, no, nobody can start this car but me. Yeah. And you have to imagine, so it, so you go from all these pe- people making stuff in their house, and, and what John... It, 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 they're almost reclaiming some sort of power here. Johnson calls it a craftsman's world within factory walls. Mm. That is the that is absolutely the redistribution of wealth. Is when the person that knows the skill has it and can hold it against 
the owners <laughs> and the, 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 the employers. Especially as the, the owners, owners are stripping. Yeah, and they the can be like, yeah, stripping all of this okay, from fine, you. Okay, uh, fine. Yeah, you, you don't want to do this? I'm going to leave. You need to fucking hire me because I'm the one that knows how to do it because it is a nuanced thing. And I know I'm not going to train my replacement. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm not going to do that. And also, like, fuck you. Like, you're not going to learn it. Yeah, and I know how to do it because I dealt with all the bullshit. So technically, so, this is place is mine. Bang, cap them, bury them in the middle, throw them downstream. Now the place is yours, and then you become the villain that you sought to destroy in the first place. Weird. Whoa. Dude. And there's a story. I don't know. It may be apocryphal. Maybe you mythologize at this point. But uh, uh, Lamborghini, the guy, Lamborghini. Right. Uh, he served like you know in those wars in Africa that when the Italians were doing all sorts of weird shit down there. Boer Wars, maybe the Boer yeah. Wars, the Bikini Wars. <laughs> this can't be roots. <laughs> that is an inside joke. Uh, if we lost the Bikini Wars, <laughs> no, we had no camouflage. <laughs> it took a real, it took a toll. <laughs> uh, so he apparently did something. Um, he was a mechanic. Yeah, that makes sense. Lamborghini was a mechanic. Well, actually, the interesting thing is, all of these the spinners and all of the, the skilled workers were all called mechanics. All right. Well, you, the people who worked the machines. Yes, but it is. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. mechanics. Mechanics. Yeah. Um, and he. Yeah, in order to make himself indispensable, he memorized all of the manuals for, I guess, a certain type of tank. Okay, sure. Mm-hmm. Some sort of machine, and then just burned them. And it was like, right, I, you're stuck with me now, because they were like going through people. Like there's a lot of, I guess there was like a lot of, you know, up and down the ranks and bureaucracy. Our right. manual room is gone. Yeah, so like he made himself indispensable by just memorizing everything. So like he <laughs> had to be. Because, you know, people are killing people all the time. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a weird thing, you know, that I didn't really think about because yeah. you take it you take it for granted so much. But just the thing of, like, you know, before my father died and then, like... Who knows how to fucking work the thermostat? No, yeah. It, yeah. no, yeah. It, was, it, was, it was really the... I don't know his exact recipes for some of yeah. my favorite foods of my life. Yes. Yeah. And you're like, fuck, well, what? Fuck, I could... Could have learned it the entire time. Yeah, they do it. And now I don't know it at all. And I'd love to show it to somebody else. Right. And I just don't have it because only that person has the knowledge. Right. And also, and that it, is like, that is a powerful thing. And it is a it's definitely a big thing between the upper and lower classes. That absolutely. is a, a skill to to be held. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, what would the upper classes do without plumbers? Yeah, or just amazing <sighs> yeah. chefs. Where did that amazing chef learn? Oh, uh, do you think it was always- over the the coarse landscape of time itself? Yeah, like, it, it wasn't in a fucking crystal palace. No, it was in a lot of shitty it was in kitchens, a hot, steamy kitchen. Yeah, and that's probably and that's like also one of the reasons that trade secrets are often kept trade secrets is because because I, fuck you, that's and, why. Yeah, and yes, definitely fuck you, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite things, but also like even if I told you. You wouldn't get it. You wouldn't get it. It, yeah. it, it was that thing yeah. when we came across with the uh, with the, uh, the the surgical thing. Mm-hmm. The thing of uh, doing it was more educational than watching it be done. Yes, right, right. You yeah. know, well, I mean, it, well, it, in the ignoble awards, wasn't that it? Uh, that we yes, they talked yes. about the, uh, well, the the click training, right? right. Watching like uh, yeah, 
and then making moves and like that yeah, being I mean, more important. Doing is than... the best way to learn something. Absolutely. All right. And, and over, you know, I could, yes, yes, I could get my grandmother's recipe for whatever, but there's just it's so much more complicated. You know, she deviated just... from it to do every time. Thing. Yeah, every time, every time is different, and that's yeah. And so now you're forced to make your own recipe. It is true. It's very true. And it'll be just as special, John. Thank you, Aaron. You cook like shit. Huh? (laughs) You never made me Irish breakfast. I did. I did. did. Never made it for me. Did I not in the cabin? You made it for Katie. What are we in the cabin? Whatever we had in the cabin was fucking Regular bacon. We didn't have have Irish shit. The eggs were good, though. The eggs were good. (laughs) (laughs) So the mill he worked in. Uh, It was powered by the water from the Blackstone River in Pawtucket. Mm. And this is right by the Pawtucket Falls. The Pawtucket Falls were um, a beautiful area. Uh, Paw Tucket, please, for my sake. <laughs> it's too gangly, Paul. It's making me feel uh, subconsciously inadequate. Do you so. mind tucking it on this goose hunt? Paul, you you old dirty rascal. I know we're out here on this goose hunt, <laughs> but if you could tuck it. No, well, I don't want, Paul. To float down the river on this goose and log with with your stinky old load. Don't make Nan tuck it. She's uh, old. Don't, don't make Nan tuck it. <laughs> She's got the sturdiest steed of all. Pa. Don't make her tuck it. She's old. You, She's been through a lot. Pa, I want you to tuck it, please. Because otherwise, <laughs> these varmints are going to smell us coming from a mile away. <laughs> now, if they think they're coming from downwind, <laughs> got that stinky cum. <laughs> You got to throw them off the scent, Pa. Tuck it. Even I know that, and I'm just a poor little six-year-old mechanic. <laughs> he was a six-year-old mechanic, isn't that true? He was an eight-year-old. Eight-year-old. But he wasn't a mechanic yet. He was just a kid. He was just a spin- by his 20s, spin-off. he became a mechanic. So the mill was powered by the Blackstone River. When the workday was over, they would undam the river, and and um, the waterfall would be even louder. It was a thing that would shake windows. It was you know it's a permanent <gasps> fixture in town. As right. you know, people loved it. It's very beautiful. and they could dam it and undam it. Well, they yeah. They in order to power the wheel, I, I don't exactly know um, how they they wouldn't dam the whole river, but you know you divert yeah, etc. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Uh, but here's a picture of uh, for you guys from Jacques Gerard Milbert. His uh, his drawing of the Plymouth, uh, uh, the Pawtucket, uh, the Pawtucket uh, Falls. Oh, look at that! Now the falls brought they brought in uh, the river itself brought in plenty of fish, and the waterfall area where was a place where kids would hang out. Hey. There was stuff going on. Uh, the only action in town, if you were a kid, you could fish and you could swim. I love hot action. But the most exciting thing. Uh, well, that's a lot of cascading water. Yeah, hot for pot, my money. Pawtucket action to the max, Jack. The most exciting <laughs> thing to do was uh, to jump the falls from a great height. Right. And jump it, pussy! You won't. There's a, it was about a fifty foot fall if you jump from the bridge. Oh my god! And get jumped fifty feet before. There was a, there was this one little spot called the say. pot. They called it, and it was this little area where when you hit. It was this perfect area where the falls had made a, a nice little uh, uh, indentation, and right, they break it was the water. Sa- it was safe, and it was a good place. To, if you hit the water there, Did you, say you were Satan good. is safe. It was safe. It was safe. Okay, okay. nighttime is the right time. <laughs> uh, no, well, yeah, well, the, the falls break the water. It doesn't hurt so much sure. when you hit, etc. Yeah, it's uh, uh, part of a general cascading nonsense. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. Sure. Crash it, test dummy level. It's all crazy. But hey. There you go. We're having fun. Hey, we're all having fun here. You ever Come jump on. from a rock into the water? Have I jumped from a rock into the water? Yes, for sure. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. It's very fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a little terrifying at first, but then yes. you do it and you go, oh, that's yeah, not so bad. And it's not I mean, so mainly you see other people do it first and they don't die and you go, yeah, I guess I can do yeah, it. these yeah, idiots yeah. can do it. Yeah. Did that with a quarry. And quarries are always good for that. Quarry until you get a car. A quarry? Yeah, yeah where they, they fill up with rainwater after they dig the stone out. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then it's like a like a local thing in the Midwest especially. Yeah. And you go, like, people are like, we're not supposed to go here, but we're going to go. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, yeah, let's fucking in, go. In Northeast how, how too. How far? How big of a... How big of a hike? Yeah, no jump. I think I did the most I did. I think it was fifty feet. Yeah, fifty feet. Probably, probably, yeah, it was, probably it was, be something like fifty. Yeah, felt, that's probably what the most like a lot. Done is fifty. It's a lot, man. That's fucking. It's it's a lot of screaming before you hit the water. Yeah, like it's like full sentences of holy oh, fucking shit! Oh my, oh my god, here are all and my regrets. I'm still falling. Yeah, oh yeah. my god. Also, I'm sorry about that one time that. <laughs> And then the See, water goes up your butthole. I never made yeah. a sound. I would always just well, you, be like, uh, really? it was just, yeah, bad. here we go. Sorry about my stepsister. <laughs> Sis! But I really had a boner. <laughs> she was like, I can get rid of it. She said she could and wouldn't tell dad. <laughs> so in, in 1805, though, uh, a four-story mill went up next to the falls. And this oh, uh, the peak of the roof was 80 feet over the water. And so that's where the kids were uh, starting to jump from, from when they could. Fuck! And um, this is before they decided the exhilaration of pedestrianism. <laughs> yes, exactly. It was just straight up jumping. Yeah. Uh, now, the jumping was it's a skill. It requires the, the most important thing is concentration. Because, you know, the, your position as you enter the water is ba- mainly based on concentration. Yeah. Ah. But uh-huh. also, uh, it's, it's, it was all very regional. Each. Each town that had a, a jumping had... He falls like, like some idiot from Rhode Island. That, look exactly, at him. exactly. He jumps like a, he jumps like a Welshman. <laughs> so, so when Sam Patch started doing this in Pawtucket, he learned the Pawtucket way of jumping. Oh, which was Flying squirrel. Was when you're falling, you breathe in the whole time. Okay. Okay. To, right. to, to scare the water. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to puff yourself up. Uh, but but Sam Patch was noted as one of the best uh, one of the best jumpers in town, huh? Because of the inhalation? No, just because he was uh, like, he could just do it. He did it a lot, and he could do it. And apparently, maybe he was small and didn't hit any rocks. Underneath. There's nothing written about why, other than what will be coming is probably why he okay. was the only one to he do it, it in other places. He tucked it. He tucked oh, it. Gotta tuck it right up. Uh, so that he did that. He was in Pawtucket for about 15 years. He might have got involved in a chocolate mill that went bankrupt. Mm. There's no written history of this, but there is some stories where he uh, decided to leave town after a deal gone wrong. Uh, chocolate deal? Yeah. Chocolate dealer. The next time we find his name in print, it's uh, he's in his mid-20s. He's in Patterson, New Jersey. Patterson is basically, at this point, a bigger version of Pawtucket. Bigger mills, bigger waterfall, the Passaic Falls. Uh, Patterson, uh, the fault, the Passaic Falls are regarded as one of the crown jewels of scenic America in this time. Is that right? Passaic River itself winds around Patterson, and the falls, they fall right by the mill, and they fall 80 feet. Oh. And, uh, in a bragging way, a, a newspaper in New Jersey described Patterson as Manchester of America. Ah, in a good way. In a good way. Huh. Because that eventually it happened, and Pat- Patterson was... A, a nice place to work in a textile mill and, and jump in a river. That's pretty good stuff. All right. Back then, you know, get your kicks. You can. Anyway, anyway, 
any way you can. Yeah. If you find a nice lady, marry her when she's two months pregnant. Yeah. Can dream. Bingo. Uh, for Sam Patch, this was a move up, basically. Uh, so when he first got there, he got into a deal, a uh, partnership on a Candlewick mill, but that fell through in 1826. Candlewick mill? Yeah. I mean, the, the, the I get candles it. I get wick. it. Yeah, I know. Sure, wick. yeah. You got to wick it <laughs> before you kick <laughs> it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, 1827, he is um, he's a mule spinner at a mill in Patterson, and... Um, you know, one child who worked underneath him said Sam boxed, boxed his, his ears often, and Sam also suffered constantly from delirium tremens. Oh, really? so he was oh, he was a drunk. Sam was a drunk. Had by the this, shakes. By this point, it is well documented that Sam is a drunk. He was and in his cup. Delirium tremens, best beer in the world. Highly recommend it. It's Bavarian style ale, eight point four percent alcohol. Is it Bavarian? Yes, that right. Bavarian style ale. Uh, Bavarian styles. Bavarian style, but ale. not from Bavaria. I don't know, but it's the one with the little pink mm-hmm. elephants on. Which the... you see when you get the DTS. That's exactly that's right. What they say. That's, that's right. exactly right. And it's a, a wonderful drinkable common hallucination, which fascinates oh, well, the a, shit out of me. I think it, it became a trope. I don't think it's a common hallucination. I do think it was a common hallucination. You think that p- it was said enough? I think that people were. Like, did have a name I think for it's it. like saying when pigs fly. I think they were like, "I'm seeing stars." Are you Isn't saying? it very specific to it's say? It's too specific. This child did know he had it. So, well, delirium tremens, yes, is a real thing. But that's also just the shakes. That's fine. But the common hallucination of the pink elephants, I think, might. I think, no, not the pink elephants. I right. think that is. Uh... But is it not? Is it that ridiculous? Is it not like seeing the toad? <laughs> I think yeah, I think I it's ridiculous. See the, see the yes, I think it's ridiculous. But also, you could see the. Toad. I think people didn't even know what elephants were. But also, that is true. Hannibal did cross the Alps. Of couldn't course, couldn't you? Couldn't you just? Inherently know it? Isn't that Oh, what you think the pink elephant is a Carl Jungian archetype I of think, the subconscious? I, I, that's what I'm saying. Isn't, isn't that what Joseph Campbell's saying? Is that we have all the same ideas about all these things oh, that well, we don't It even might know not be about. a pink elephant, then. It'd be a, what's the American version of a the pink buffalo. elephant? Yeah. yeah. The, the great white buffalo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or a shitty pig. <laughs> pigs, fine. Pig eater. Yeah, I think. To- uh, toad. Why do I think. This why, pig's an anteater, too. Why, why is it elephants? I don't know. I'll look into it. Pink elephant. I'll look into it. All right. I want you to get into that, and I want you to get back to me Monday. So Sam was in Columbus Day. Come on, <laughs> Sam was a. Fair he was enough. kind of. A, he wasn't that town drunk, but he was a drunk in town. <laughs> and he was, and he was shaking a lot. Uh, yeah, because he was, he was drinking. He was a lot. well known as and a he, drunk. He was moving and shaking. Yeah. I think. But he was still a good spinner, so he still had a job. And um, in Patterson, so but also as, as this was happening in Patterson. Uh, there's this developer in Patterson named Timothy Crane. Oh, God. And at first, his story is that he moved into town and he kind of worked his way up and was friends with a lot of people. But then he kind of reached this point where, uh, I guess, almost did a, a minuscule neoliberalism back then. Mm. And uh, there was this wooded area, just a, a, a little island area north of the falls where anybody could go. It was it was private land but the but no one ever stopped anybody from going in there so you could go up there you could fish and it was just a thing that anyone could do. Uh-huh. And Timothy Crane decides he buys the land and he turn he wants to turn it into this fun recreational area with dancing and music and circus and like, you know. And maybe guys can fuck guys. Right. <laughs> Who's to say? I mean, we do whatever yeah, we want. Yeah. It's a new country. It's all going to be new. Who cares? <laughs> well, shut up, losers. <laughs> but he, uh, so he, he, he closes off the one accessible area and he decides to put a bridge 
to connect it to the rest of town. And he says that when he puts the bridge in, he's going to charge two pennies to cross the bridge. And the reason he does this is he says it's a place called Forest Garden. And uh, he wanted customers who contemplated trees without wanting to climb them. He wanted people to enjoy the nature without getting in it. Right. And okay. Isn't that kind of part of it, yeah, though? Yeah, part like, of it is climbing. That's, well, that's exactly the thing. And as America does is this, growing... Doesn't this that is just a, mean, like, no kids? This is a new type of... This is a new type of... Playground. No fun allowed. Exactly. Uh, and he says if he doesn't charge the two-penny toll, this is what he says will happen in the local newspaper. The riffraff will swarm on the place. If the bridge were thrown open, the the green would be occupied with a set of lazy, idle, rascally, drunken <laughs> vagabonds. They would drive. <laughs> they would drive away all decent people. We should thereby lose all our income and all our ornaments and improvements. They would be defecated, ruined, and in fact destroyed. Yeah, yeah. You actually have a uh, economic barrier to the riffraff getting to the promised land. You don't people. want them to soul come in. Soul. Yeah. Oh, Liebchen. Oh, Liebchen. It's not really that simple. You must first shed your shitty kids. <laughs> you must lose that which is most precious to you, <laughs> namely two pennies. <laughs> <laughs> that which which you can never replace, which is to say... Uh, an embarrassingly small Pass- modicum of wealth. <laughs> it's, in, it's more of a suggested donation than anything. Else. It it pays just for the upkeep of the bridge. Yeah. Well, fuck this. <laughs> I'm jumping, dude. Ah, dude I'm going to kill myself here. I'm keeping these two pennies for my eyes to pay the me? toll man of the river sticks, dude. <laughs> Are you telling me if I jump off this bridge, my kid gets two pence? I'm diving. <laughs> so the, uh, the average, the, the high wage for a mule spinner, according to... Uh, this wonderful uh, book, Comparative Wages, Prices, and Cost of Living from the 16th Annual Report really of Massachusetts Bureau of Statistics of Labor <laughs> for 1885 by Carol Wright. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm sure I think she loved writing it. I mean, I enjoyed uh, looking through it. No, it, you didn't. I did. 1825, the high wage for, your, for a mule spinner was well, it's a compared, It's a comparative guide. Yeah. The, 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 the high wage for a mule spinner in 1825 in Massachusetts was $1.20 a day. Okay. Compared to what? Well, I'm just saying to what I'm trying to get reference for what two how much two pennies is worth. Because today two pennies is only worth seventy five cents or something. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, you mean back then? Back no, two pennies. Two pennies then is worth seventy five cents, cents today. So it is a it's a very small amount. It's not right. that much of an amount, but the high wage for a mule spinner is a buck twenty. And so you imagine all of the the other people in town, there's a you know, they're trying to take the town away from people who live in the town. And this was, uh, they will not stand. For this. Yeah, this, this aggression, aggression will not stand, yeah. no, man. No, no, man. Can we uh, just do a quick Absolutely. Free- so, all right, we're back. And uh, so uh, uh, the, there's this big ceremony in town for uh, Timothy Crane. He's going to place his bridge which is, you know, a fun um, engineering feat to place the bridge and everybody in town will get to stand out there and see it. 
And uh, the days in the days leading up to this, Sam tells everybody, he says, I'm going to jump. I'm going to jump. Off the bridge? Off, just near it. Okay. I'm going to jump into, into the water. Into the water. I'm going to jump into the water. Shut up, Aaron. He says, I'm going to... Get out there. I'm going to jump. I'm going to do, I'm gonna do this big jump. I'm going to do it. So the day of the ceremony, the police get word of this. They lock Sam in a basement. Oh, my God. Uh, he gets out. We heard you're going to jump, kid. <laughs> not from here, you're not. Not from here. Not, 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 not on Big Bridge Day. So Ooh, they... Bitch. Someone, someone breaks him out of the basement. Uh, and uh, for, for what? Yeah. For why? So he can jump. Yeah, that's the triumph of the human spirit, right yeah. there. <laughs> hey, Sam, I uh, tunneled my way in here against I'm all just, odds. I'm just a small, uh, you know me. You know, my nimble fingers working eighteen <laughs> hours a day. I I use the thick calluses <laughs> of my fingertips to dig through 15 feet of concrete to get here and pry the bars open. You know, I had been through puberty yet, so I got nothing better to do than to tunnel you out of jail, Otherwise, I'd be jerking my dick I'd be jerking it hardcore. But the best I got is the hope of watching you jump. (laughs) I'd be be shooting to the surrounding forest to claim the land. My cum ain't even stink yet. (laughs) So, the best hope I got is watching you jump the falls. (laughs) Would you mind... Jumping, <laughs> climb on my back, you skank. So, so as as this bridge is going into place, uh, police can't. Are find they using Sam. a crane? They're using uh um they're using uh, ropes and wire and these log rollers to roll it in. And at- sticks and rope. Let's let's be real. Mm-hmm. As they're doing this, uh, one of the log rollers falls ah, into no. the, into the uh, the river. Ah! And uh, then. Right before they they the right after they put it down, Sam Patch appears on the opposite shore, ah. and everybody turns. They go, "Whoa, Sam Patch! There he is! I thought you were in jail, you skank! It was a bitch. it was a basement. But oh, same idea. Egyptian. So They're like a wraith, I appear. <laughs> they everybody turns. The workers, everybody turns. They see Sam Patch seventy feet up on this bank. He turns to some folks near him. Apparently, what he says is. Crane has done a great thing. Now I will do another. He steps off the ledge, falls, breathing in the entire time, Pawtucket style. He brings his knees up, and then he falls uh, straight as an arrow, feet first into the water. Mm. So he mock cannonball into a pencil dive. Yes. I believe, I mean, the pictures say he brings his knees up and he goes in feet first. And so I've always interpreted that as a pencil, because otherwise it seems uh, quite foolish, but... He was a. The whole thing's quite foolish. I mean, but he's mm. a you know a semi-professional diver well, of the uh, of the Pawtucket style. Uh, well, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, Pat- and Patterson, the boys didn't breathe in; they held their breath. That was the uh-huh. style there. They held their breath the whole way down. Yeah. Perhaps I wonder maybe if he's breathing in the whole way down, uh, maybe his lungs are full of fresh air, and he is yeah. then more uh, buoyant on the way up. Or at least coherent, not virile. Certainly, but it's but it's you know it's a split second. There's only so much time, dude. Underwater, every second's an hour. <laughs> I meant in the air. <laughs> oh yeah. <I> don't know. <laughs> so he hits the water. He stays down about 15 seconds. The crowd See? goes 15 seconds. Okay. Oh my God, is he dead? He pops up. Rapturous applause. He grabs a rope from that log roller that had fallen in. He drags the log to shore. I made that rope one day. 
He probably did, actually. And he he, tug, he, he tows the, the log roller to shore. He gets off. Crowd goes crazy. So he also brought the log roller up. Yeah. He did do a great thing. And. Wow. <laughs> Prophecy fulfilled, you know. Hey, you guys, I know I broke out of jail to be here, and that's ridiculous. <laughs> so, but uh, I, brought, I don't know if you can help but notice, but. Uh, <laughs> I brought your log roller back. Yeah, so kind of saved a pivotal piece of this whole uh, ridiculous thing we're doing. And I'd really like to not go back to jail. So <laughs> The kid stays with me. <laughs> now the the uh, the man Tim, uh, Timothy Crane he would say uh, later he would say Patch jumped for love he said Patch jumped for an unrequited love he tried to kill himself Patch dismissed this he said uh, it is no melancholy event I am perfectly sober in my possession of my proper faculties nothing more than an art which I have knowledge and courage to perform an art which I have perfected from my youth plus uh, I'm drunk as fuck yeah, yeah but also uh, I would side with him for the reason of. If you're doing it as a stance, you're not suddenly gonna save a, a log uh, after you know. You're if you're yeah, like perhaps yeah. if you're all into yourself and you're like this is a dramatic show, you're not gonna be like okay. While I'm down here, I'm gonna do a noble act. You know what I mean? It just doesn't fit. Well, we don't. Maybe the rope. I mean, sometimes it, you need a rope. It could have been a one up. I mean, it could have been a mutually beneficial situation for his life and the log. Oh, a log to man relationship? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> well, sometimes you gotta goose it or lose it. Uh-huh. And that that rope was there, you know, to tow himself in, and why not to bring tether him to the log? Well, we're all tethered together by the rope of <clears throat> mm-hmm. to the log of life. Well, I mean, what, so what we're we're talking about here is a period in America where we're transitioning um, between different ideas of art. So for Timothy Crane, his his idea of art was people going to his new fashioned thing. His new island of of fun mm-hmm. and taking in a bush without walking through it and looking at a tree and saying that's a nice tree, but not thinking about climbing it, right. Right? right? And meanwhile, Sam Patch is a man who works with his hand and is building things. And to him, in art, his idea of art is participating in is, it exactly. Touch it, love it, exactly because you are it. Yeah. And as this stuff happened, as Johnson writes. The balance of respect was shifting toward the manufacturer who thought up projects and financed them, as opposed to the people who did the work. It mm. is It is well, very interesting. It's and a, it certainly has tilted in that direction. It's, it's, it's pretty good stuff, though. That is yeah. it's a good way of looking at it. I mean, it sucks, but it, that is... But the idea, though, of, of, you know, the, like, the tree being a friend is a very different thing to like the house that gears you towards like when you go outside it's a savage land and you need to protect yourself mm-hmm. and the person going around being like no you don't understand everything out here is like a person i'm having a conversation with and i am part of that conversation by immersing myself in it yeah and i think it also depends on the nature of the land Sure, how yeah. hostile it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the nature of the nature, yeah. Yeah, are there wolves? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I mean, Timothy Treadwell or, yeah. Right. So, uh, but but even then, if you get even deeper and deeper and deeper into uh, those types of mythologies, that's that's part of it, too, is like, oh, well, the, I'm supposed to get eaten by the wolf. Like, that way the wolf can live and go to the other thing. Like, that's if you want to get super into that sort of uh, um, philosophy of nature. But... I that what you said just a moment ago, Matt, of tilting 
the uh, the public adulation from uh, the uh, 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 people who do the work to the man who thought it up. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. That stuck with me too. Yeah, because you know how many how many people are you know working at Tesla. <laughs> right. What credit do they get? Right. Mm-hmm. They people at Tesla. Thank you. Sure. Yeah. For not sure. just Elon, you know. Right, right. Yeah, we're not just loving him. So all of you fine people. All of you are <laughs> equally goozable. That private company. <laughs> it's publicly traded. <laughs> well, they gave away the patents. Oh, lovely. So the next year, July 4th, 1828, uh, Sam is about 28 now. Uh, there's an Independence Day in Patterson, a uh, celebration in Patterson, um, and it advertises two great things to see. One is uh, Tim Crane is going to put on a fireworks show, and two, Sam Patch is going to do another jump. Now, uh, the history of Patterson and Independence Day was always that it was a very shared event. Uh, there would be a march, and everybody who worked, and all of the mule spinners, everybody, would, they would march through town, and then the militia would follow up. Anybody who wanted to march could hop in at the end. Uh, then there would be the you know the the people who wanted to usually the women they would go to church and then some of the richer men would meet up at a hotel and have a banquet for themselves and then at the end of the day there would be a fireworks show for everybody mm-hmm. but in this one in 1828 Timothy Crane says I'm going to put on the fireworks show but only for the people who um, pay for it yikes. So it's a fireworks show. You can't Mr. Burns it. You can't like put up a shade. You can see it from anywhere. Yeah, I mean probably, but the idea, right? The idea, the idea of it's morally repugnant. So so Sam's going to do his jump anyway and he is, so it's a, in a town of 6,000 about uh, somewhere between 3 and 5,000 show up to see him do his jump. Jeez. 4.30 in the afternoon, he takes off his coat, his vest, his shoes, makes a short speech no one heard or wrote down. <laughs> These words will live on <laughs> yeah. into eternity. <laughs> I know the winds are high and you may not be able to hear anything at all, but you will remember Splash! that I, I was always... In favor of goozing. <laughs> or losing. And not losing. All oh, right. And all right, y'all. Geronimo. So Sam Patch makes his jump, Pawtucket what, style. What's he jumping on? He's again jumping into the Passaic. Off of the off, off the Passaic. Same falls. jump he did. Same jump before, but hey. Hey, Marley, When have uh, you seen someone jump 70 feet? Much less once, twice. But, I mean, yeah. <laughs> wow. Anybody can do it once. Yeah. Not exactly lightweight. And uh, his his outfit is this uh, this white outfit that is related to uh, it's the mule spinner's uniform. Oh yeah, it makes no sense at all. No, no, no. There's a whole history of it. It's white <laughs> with green trim, and it relates back to uh, these battles in Manchester when uh, the there's this, there's this very interesting history. I don't have time to get into it. Right, but people were not diving well, it was, off. It was but symbolic it's, it, it's, outfit. It's significant about the people who are run, working in the mills, and yeah. okay, it's significant right. to labor workers, but not about jumping. No, Got no, it. but it is a baptism of it, sorts, of course and it he is. is jumping in, he's, uh, collectively he's, washing away the sins of the population in a traditional vestment that has a historical meaning. You wouldn't get it. It, it goes. It goes back to um, uh, th- th- there was a, 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 a strike in England for these workers, 
and uh, these women wearing green or uh, white white dresses with green tint mm-hmm. went through the striking crowd and were handing out, uh, you know, like helping mm-hmm. them. And the the British aristocracy couldn't stand this, so mm-hmm. they just had guys with sword go in there and kill a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Right. And so this this white shirt, white pants, green tint became kind of uh, mm-hmm. the, the 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 look of that. Of those people. So afterwards, Sam jumps. He emerges from the water. He says to someone, uh, everybody near, he says to them, some things can be done as well as others. And that would be his catchphrase. Some things can be done as well as as others. That's a very it is what it is level. No, but but for him, the meaning is that man was, Ah. he was putting up all this shit. And I can do well, that. Well, that is his thing. Well, well I, yeah. I am... And I can do... I can jump off a great height. Mm-hmm. I can... Due to the force of gravity. I did this well, as, much like he did that well. He did that very well. Yes. Uh, his, as good of a charger of fees for what should be free, mm-hmm. I am as good... <laughs> And following the laws of gravity, <laughs> yeah, I will dare my own death while that guy uses rocket science to shoot entertainment in the sky. And you will know that everything I do is equally as worthy because I do not think my life is worth shit. And secretly, I'm hoping to die every time. <laughs> I mean, it was drunk. It'd be a bigger show. Let's be real. Honestly, I love that. Yeah. So July 16th, he announces he's going to jump again. And uh, just uh, on July 28th, he announces, he says, 10 days, I'll do it again. Now, on the 16th, though, the same day you as all... his announcement, uh, the 28, the, there were 28 people who owned all the mills in town. They owned everything but two mills. They made a decree, without telling any of the workers, that lunch would be moved from noon to 1 p.m. <gasps> and it was just this one of these things that uh, caused consternation because uh, workers were not included in this decision. And it was just kind of a power power move. Yeah, and then nobody could be on break to watch him jump. Yeah. So they all decided that they were going to riot on the 28th. So Sam just moved his jump uh, to the 26th uh, after everybody got out of the mills on Saturday. And then on Monday, they would, you know, do their thing. So he jumped again on the 26th. This time, they passed around a hat. He got $15. That's hey. about $400 today. Better than kicking the balls. Now he's a professional jumper. Love that. Uh, the New Yorker uh, said uh, a writer from the New Yorker claimed that six thousand people watched, which would have been the entire town if yeah. that was true, huh. or you know some refuse from other towns. Oh. So then on Monday, the mill workers go on strike. Uh, they argued for a return to the noon hour lunch and a ten day workday, ten hour workday instead of eleven. They held out into early August, and then they lost, and the mill owners took them all back. And they did not rehire the men who they deemed had started the walkout. Oh God! So now is this so nothing they, improved. They after they had rehired them, they did move the lunch hour back. But oh, that was so it. back to where they started. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, dumb. Did, was this before or after the weekend was instituted? Oh, this is well before. Well, before. that was not until the early 1900s. Yeah, with okay. the with the the Haymarket riots. Yeah. Um, oh, here's a, here's a footnote I forgot to mention. So, Part of that is because they were so drunk and hungover anyways that they were useless workers on Saturday and Sunday. I mean, yeah, I mean, well, there was no working outside. Yeah, but also yeah. just you needed any kind of respite respite from being uh, uh, just— uh, 11-hour work. Uh, yeah, a full-time fucking, you know, indentured yeah. servant, you know. Yeah. Either you go, you go, you go to bed tired, or you go to bed tired. And Can drunk. I have some semblance of freedom, like in a couple of days? Can I have the illusion of it? Yeah, yeah. exactly. 
Uh, so we we're talking about art. Here's a footnote that I meant to uh, mention and that Johnson uh, writes. Uh, you know, this idea of, of, of the two different types, the different types of work and, and you know, um, and Patch's claim of art. And Johnson writes, the possession of an art that made a man independent and useful and therefore the sovereign equal of any other man. So the idea of claiming for yourself, having, you know, when you're not, a, anybody can press a button, but when you're a guy that runs, when you're a guy that jumps, you know, mm-hmm. how many people are, are, can do that? Pretty much anybody, but, um, <laughs> but do it like you do it, right? Right. And this idea, the, of, the performance artist, as capitalism strips all of these things from you, the the ability to be yourself, right? It, tur- abil- it turns you into the machine. Yes, right? you become a cog in the machine. And in order replaceable, to, yes. And uh, in order to claim any sovereign ability, it's you any gotta, you got to jump. You have to do something different. Yeah. Wow. That's fucking heavy, man. That is pretty mm-hmm. fucking heavy, man. You can't let yourself get crushed in between the gears of capitalism <laughs> and the great gnashing of teeth. Yeah, very good. Very good. I like that, Aaron. Now, whether Sam was among the the people not rehired is not known. What is known is that he never worked again in Patterson, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. As a... At all. Oh. Uh, August 6th. Of that year, he is. He announces that he's going to make a jump of 100 feet off a ship's mast into the Hudson River off of the Elysian Fields. Mm. Uh, there's this man named John Cox Stevens, the son of a steamboat uh, empire that his father had built. Uh, he, uh, he, he he went to Elysian Fields. They own the area of Elysian Fields uh, on the New Jersey side of the Hoboken River. Mm. Or, I mean, the Hudson River. In Hoboken, New Jersey, mm-hmm. and uh, they they built up this area. They had uh, lawns and circus and music and dancing crowds, and uh, the fine folk would mix with the riffraff and the prostitutes. You don't say. Yeah, S- sounds pretty Elysian. Um, does one of you want to do a Scottish voice? Oh yeah, John does. Can you just read the bold part in the Scottish? That's a traveling Scotsman. He wrote this of that area. Here the gallant Ugles is beloved. The aged is feeble spouse. The nurse and mother, their tender offspring, whilst prostitutes displaying their spangled forms, delude many of the simple sons of Adam. So he's just saying everybody seems to have a good time there. Hey, can I read that? Yeah, just to actually know what he said. Yeah. Now, there's no mention here of uh, shite. eating my own shite no, 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 yeah, the yeah. alcoholism factory. No, no, they, they don't even bring in the alcoholism factory whatsoever. Here's it's really strange. So it's a, it's a, it is a true, it's a, it's a place of, uh, well, we're all equal. We yeah. all, we all shed our societal vestments and we all embrace yeah. each other as meat people. Right. The bourgeois are so fucking high and mighty now. Every, when they're eating down, shite like hey, the rest everyone's of us. come stinks. <laughs> <laughs> we all work at the fucking alcoholism factory now, don't we? Isn't that right? Now you should be in the Elysian Fields. Uh, that was the uh, where the first recorded organized game of baseball was started. Is in, that just a fact? In, I believe in the 1860s or something like that. Is that right? Well, mm-hmm. you know, here's another fun fact that's related to bo- that. That fact mm-hmm. is that Dodger Stadium is in Elysian Park. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Formerly Chavez Ravine, uh, yeah, displaced thousands, hundreds of Mexican families forcibly, family forcibly, removed, forcibly removed to build yeah. a baseball field. But is hey, that exactly right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. History uh, of Chavez Ravine is. Uh, yeah, I don't know about it, but I have heard whispers. Yeah, that's because they don't want you to know. 
You should listen to the L.A. Meekly podcast. L.A. Meekly, uh, Greg Gonzalez, and Daniel Zappin. Great, great L.A. history. Very good. Uh, podcast, I, live I, show. I listen to everyone. Yeah, uh, I they, don't, they do go but I should. A lot of weird stuff. There's a lot of if crazy into, history If you're in into this show, you'd be into L.A. Yeah. Meekly yeah. as a listener. Especially if you're into L.A. history. Yeah. Because they're doing deep, nothing but that. But. Yeah, deep dives, really good stuff. and uh, Strange stuff. Very strange stuff. L.A.'s yeah. got a, a very... They did some Jack Parsons stuff like we they did. They did do Jack Parsons stuff, Black Dahlia stuff. Uh-huh. You know, there's a whole book called Hollywood Babylon. They, they might have done some John Holmes stuff, too. I'm I don't sure know. they did. I'm sure yeah. they did. This is, uh, you know. Whether they meant to or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I heard his little stunk by heaven. So uh, now Sam Patch was, uh, you know, with this jump. Now, you know, he, he was the last Passaic jump. He was getting uh, some mention. In uh, in newspapers and, and magazines, and now the Hudson River jump—that's a big one. So now he's uh, he's mentioned in the Acquirer. The jump was called an eccentric novelty. Hey, title drop. Uh, <laughs> the New York Enquirer an editorial from that same newspaper uh, derided his jump as bad taste. For all Sick the, fuck. Look like shit. For although there is some tact and management in the defeat, it is still unnecessarily sporting with human existence, and all such bravados should be discountenanced. Rational, scientific, and even daring exploits for rational objects may be encouraged, but what is there in a leap over a cataract? 90 feet, danger, danger and desperation. Yeah. Duh. I mean, I guess that's, that's the that's point. That's the point, you fucking idiots. idiot. Yeah. yeah. We love we He love should it. be like me, riding in a room alone. Yeah. Got my own miasma. <laughs> I don't know what this guy's problem is. Here, safe in my four walls and roof. <laughs> God, bar. it stinks in here. <laughs> What's that guy doing? Jumping off shit like a... Breathing fresh air on the way down. Engulfing in a cool, crisp yeah. stream like an animal. Filling his lugs. With... <laughs> lugs? <laughs> filling, his, <laughs> filling his nuts and balls. <laughs> savage. Savage. Sperm that stinks. <laughs> Working himself up to a frothy brew. No. <laughs> what? What do you mean, no? no? Don't say frothy. Why? That's gross. You love it. I don't I do, and that, but I don't want everybody else to know. Not that. on air. You, you said that was for us. <laughs> the frothy brew. Yeah, the frothy, frothy brew. <laughs> the stinking is part of the aging process. You got to let it ferment. Hey, mate, I worked myself into a bit of a lather. <laughs> it smells like shit. And that's Which how you I'll know eat. it's working. As <laughs> soon as I get off work at the alcoholism factory. I'm going to get myself a nice tall pint of frothy nut. <laughs> the stinky type. Kind of leaves a patina on the glass. Condoleezza. A patina. <laughs> kind of leaves a. Kind of, uh, kind of leaves it. No, yeah. Kind of leaves. Kind of leaves a rice. Oh my god! It kind of leaves a, a patina on the glass. <sighs> Give me the watch. Give me the. You fucking asshole! You sent that to me. This Fuck night. you! Yeah, Dude, it was and you so loved funny. It. I t- you loved yeah, it. Yeah, I was just Rachel. I told her I was like, I was like, me and Aaron were talking a lot about walking in Pulp Fiction, and we'd be sending each other like, "He give me the watch," <laughs> and she fucking loses her mind. And so I told him I saw Bong Joon-ho after Parasite. 
uh, acclaimed Korean director, master yeah. of his of his art form, and Parasite out now in theaters. See, see, see it in climax, and and, and see, <laughs> cli- see it and climax. climax. Right, right, right. See it in climax. Also, uh, uh, director of Snowpiercer, featuring my uh, my love, my life, Chris Evans. Chris Evans at my birthday party. Uh, uh, yeah. True, true, true American yeah. hero. Claps stood birthday. up, clapped for John's birthday. No reason why. <laughs> well, no, I mean, well deserved. Only be, only because he's a true American hero. Right, and right. You or, are, or because I am, you know, the America's true. Well, you're, you're what he's say? fighting for, the downtrodden, <laughs> the despicable, uh, <laughs> the everyman. Yeah, the, I'm the Tucky of the... Yeah, you're, uh, the, you're the, the Paul Tucky yeah, Barn. The, 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 I'm the Paul Tucky Barn. Yeah. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. It's it's not, it's, it doesn't uh, yeah. make any sense. No, it doesn't make any sense. But there's sense. probably like four listeners out there's there. There's four listeners that get and, it. And love it. And they know it's Paw Tucky because I tuck it with my paw. Right. And, and, I, and Bucky Barnes, Bucky is Barnes the, is, was the sidekick that's of exactly Captain right, America in the comic that, books. That's and, very good. That's and, very good. you know, we'll all suck Chris Evans' dick tonight. Yeah. On a whim. On a fucking snow pier. For no reward. <laughs> that guy's load? <laughs> Scentless. Oh. Unscented. Oh. Is that positive? Yeah, it smells like freedom. It, it takes on the scent of oh, whatever, whatever you want. Yeah, yeah whatever mm-hmm. you're thinking of. It's like a gobstopper. That's exactly or right. Like the Schnozberry or whatever. So on August 6th, Sam uh, climbs the ship's mast in the Hudson River and he stands up there on the top of it for a moment and then he just jumps off. Hell yeah. And uh, Peace! it's the, the first time uh, his, his one of his celebrated jumps did not go smoothly. Mm. According to uh, diarist and artist Walter Odie, he did not descend as erectly as I anticipated, but loosely. And before he had got halfway turned and fell on his back, made oh. the water roar and splash with confusion. Ooh, the water was confused. What the fuck? He appeared thus uh, within uh, the 40 feet of water. So he backflopped. He basically, but the the fun thing my is my back uh, is flopped. Out of this, Walter Odie drew the only ever picture of of him splashing around like a jackass of, after a belly flop. No, of Sam Patch falling uh, instead of jumping. Oh, we're on a Kindle. I mean, jumping is falling. This is barely readable. Just look at the picture. Oh, now I can see it. Jesus. I can't zoom in or anything like that. Shit, I fucked it up. Fucked it up. Fucking asshole. Oh, boy. Okay. Okay. What page was it on? Meant to print these out. Yeah, dude. I'm sorry. I'm a meat and potatoes paper kind of guy. Uh, (laughs) I see him. I know. But I see him. This is a very crude, crude drawing. Yeah, it's in his diary. But it is. You see a man falling from a a pretty good height. Human shape. Clearly not. I guess if it's the scale, it's pretty good. Stick figure. But he is. (laughs) So from this Sam Patch. you see what I mean. He received a bruise over his eye. Oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, other than that, he was unhurt, and now he was officially a professional jumper. Uh, you know, he before he had, he had jumped in front of friends and townsfolks, now he was jumping in front of strangers. He was right. hired and to and jump. He's getting some money for it. Yes. And then- you won't believe what I'm going to do. I'm going <laughs> to jump right off this shit. Losers. Fallers hate this guy. I used to do it in front of my dad. <laughs> Only. And now I'll do it in front of you for several shillings. And you'll pay Pants, me. Whatever you got. Yeah. Now, of course, like most daredevils, this actually didn't change his life uh, very much. Uh, Still an asshole. Yeah, uh-huh. nothing. There's no uh, more uh, known about him other than he started working in the Philadelphia mill uh, at some point after that. But then uh, July 4th, 1829, 
Uh, later, uh, later the next year, he leaps from the Little Falls in New Jersey, just oh. north of Patterson. And uh, as Johnson writes, beyond that, we know only that gentleman in Buffalo, through friends in New York City, invited Sam to leap at Niagara Falls in October 1829. We know also that when Sam set out on his journey to Niagara, he was drunk near the, nearly the entire time. <laughs> and we don't know if he jumped or not. Oh, no, no, we're not done. Oh. Sorry. No, no, no. no Very problem. nice. Very good. <laughs> so as we talked about the Woodhall episode, the Erie Canal was finished in 1825, and this was the new Western Front right. for America. This, all of a sudden, the West was... There. New York still. Yeah. For the white man. And uh, the plan, and, I, and, and with the Erie Canal came a, a route to Niagara Falls. And Niagara hey, Falls... By the way, a specific type of white man, because the Spanish white man was way, way over out there west before... True. Before the Anglo-Saxon Protestant devil white man was over there on the East Coast. <laughs> You're speaking up for your own version um, yeah, of, 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 of white European? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's very mm-hmm. smart, Aaron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There were white men in the West. Yeah. Conquering, raping, just just as good as you Anglo-Saxon <laughs> yeah. Protestants were. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've read Which some stories about the, Maybe even better. I've read yeah. some stories about the missions in uh, California. That's, Not uh, good. Nope, nope. But you drive that 101... <laughs> El Camino Real, baby. <laughs> so, 1825 year canal is finished, and then uh, hotels start being built. There's, there are people start uh, building it as this place to go, especially for rich people that want to see the, the, the beauty and strength of nature, right? And by 1829, they want to have money. They want to make money from off-season events. So in the summer, anybody, right, you go there. But when it gets colder in the off-season... So they they put on this great event in 1828, right? At the Erie Canal. No, 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 at Niagara Falls. At Niagara Falls. Yeah. Oh, when they're frozen. They're not frozen yet. I mean, there's too much water moving too fast to to really freeze it. And so in in 1828, they do this thing (laughs) where they, they send this boat over the falls yeah. It's called the Michigan. I heard that. And it's it, they load it with uh, a bear. They load it with a couple bears and a cat and a dog. Huh? They tie an eagle to it so what? it can't fly away. What? what? Dude, the boat can't fly? <laughs> no, 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 the no, eagle no, can't no, fly. Boat, boats can't fly. This is Peter Pan. The, boat, what are you saying? What can't fly? The, the eagle. They, they, they tied an eagle they tied to the eagle to the boat. Maybe they thought the eagle in a... Uh, the a eagle sun, can't fly. Can, yeah. Maybe the eagle. So you're, you're sending it over the waterfall with an eagle tied tied to it with bears on board yeah and they're uh they're crewmen there's nobody they're, are they dressed are like they, there are effigies of characters in american life and plays yes. is there an, is it's the raccoon listen. the captain there's prob- probably there's, there's probably, probably a raccoon, raccoon. and he's captain. like this isn't going well yeah probably. yeah, yeah. He he's, radios, he's just going through the trash <laughs> <He radios>. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's a ritual. Dude, it's a, it's a that sacrifice. Is, that's absolutely insane. So how many bears are we talking about? Tell me tell me the whole animal roster. At least one bear. This is uh, like a least... fucked up Noah's Ark type of scenario. That's exactly, that's exactly right, Aaron. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you fucking piece of shit. Dude, I'm so, so good at, at bro mythology. Isn't this just like Noah's? Dude, I am the king of bro mythology. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. You remember that time that we killed all those animals? We we're just trying to do Noah's Ark, but like backwards. But like backwards, like we thought, <laughs> thought maybe they would, we could rewind the tape and then go back up the waterfall and all come back to life. Like in a no, sick, no, 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 no. You're, you're getting it wrong. You're getting it all wrong. Oh really? Yeah. Well, tell me the mythology, you shithead. <laughs>
No. What do you mean no? Because I haven't made it up yet. <laughs> history, history is still being written, my oh, friend. God. Mythology is a complicated profession. Wouldn't you agree? Please. Wouldn't you think it would take some time to figure out why we tied the eagle to the ship? Think about that, <laughs> asshole. Think about how stupid that is. Uh, and Werner Herzog and, and, had a thing with a boat. And cruel. Yeah, no, I was immediately reminded of me of him. Of, of was, I was talking about him and the fucking Fitzcarraldo thing and like... Yeah, it's uh, why? Why is there this thing? Dude, because to... it's destruction porn, man. It's because it's cool to watch. But also, it, it, what is the fantasy about that? And why is it that people are like, I remember kids, and I was one of them too, like being obsessed with the Titanic or the Hindenburg or something like that, and this destruction porn thing, yeah. and like, what is that? Oh, gosh, I think. Well, I think you know, there's you know, um. Freud talked about the the two the pri- the primary drives. You there's libido, and then there's uh, I think it's or the your libido. It, it may be called Thanatos. It Just may, survival de- death drive. Yeah, scared, like being afraid. Well, but, yeah, there's the lo- there's the drive for life, and then there's the death wish drive. But well, knowing what to expect. Yeah, when something, and yeah. knowing that you're going to, and um, you know, disaster movies being really big. I had a big thing when I was young. I thought like fucking atom bombs were the shit. Uh, like that, like pictures of them, the tests. I read all about, like, yeah, right. Had a, it was just amazing to me. Oh yeah, I mean, there's a picture of one right behind you, like that. Well, it's it's just beyond. And Titanic was a big one yeah. too. It's yeah. just disasters in general, and you know, they couldn't go watch the a movie of they couldn't go see the Towering Inferno in eighteen twenty eight. So they had to put some bears on a ship and throw it over the falls. So, so, yeah, I have it here. So it was called the Michigan. They dressed it up like a pirate schooner or pirate vessel. <laughs> and on it, schooner is a ship. On it was a buffalo, two bears, a dog, a cat, a raccoon, a fox, and a small flock of geese, and a tethered eagle, along with effigies of buccaneers, politicians, and the stage villain Bluebeard. And as a, before, of a, before a crowd of somewhere estimated between ten and fifty thousand people. Shut up! That's which is a pretty many... pretty loose estimation. Yeah, yeah. That's what how do they define people? Yeah, they sent it over the Horseshoe Falls, uh, Niagara, and yeah. everybody apparently had a grand time watching it disappear. And did, have you either? Have you, you been in Niagara Falls? Yes, no. when I was really young, I don't remember any of it. You guys want to go? Yeah, we should go. Yeah, we should go. We right. tomorrow. Let's go. We should. We should go. Let's go. And also, who had like the greatest performance in that? Was it the raccoon thrashing about? I'm well, guessing. Fly, I think the flock of geese because they seemingly weren't tied down. Yeah, but, but they, they probably were the momentum their... of it. Probably they were probably in a rumors. I mean, I it, it just they were, they had no chance. They were probably locked in like the galley or the cruise yes, quarters. Yeah, yeah they were <laughs> probably in the. Uh... They're probably eating. <laughs> Stuff to eat, you know, <laughs> pretending yeah. that they were aristocrats. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they're fine. They had a cat and nine tails on the <laughs> on the fucking cats. Oh, they were having the fucking ship orgy and yeah. beating the shit. The the two of the promotions, uh, two of the phrases, the the sentences they used to promote it from two of these promotions was one: uh, the condemned vessel with her strange cargo will pass away to her destiny, swift as the bosom of destruction. The other one, much more exciting, was internal navigation or a touch of the sublime. What? Mm-hmm. What is that? You want to see a bunch of animals die in a fucking waterfall? Like, yeah, in a boat? sounds horrible. Who yeah. knows what's going to happen? We just set it up to be a total disaster. Yeah. Click here to find out what happens next.
my God. That is brutal. So uh, I have this whole page about this fucking uh, 1820s neocon who basically made fun of Sam. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to say I say this a lot. This one I, I'll actually follow up with the Patreon about. Okay. Uh, because uh, this guy like fucking sucks. Cool. This guy. Let's charge his, people to hear about it. His name is uh, William Leet Stone, and he called himself Colonel. Well, even he wasn't. Guys that call themselves colonels that aren't? I love that. Yeah. So, Very yeah. Very good. Um, yeah, and there's this whole political thing with Jacksonian people, and he was an elitist who thought uh, the, the people who went to Niagara to watch these spectacles didn't deserve to because uh, Niagara. He, he's one of the guys, he showed up at Niagara, and he didn't look at the falls. Like his room had a view of the falls, but he closed the curtain because he said, "I don't want to. I don't want to view it from here." And then uh, he 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 only viewed it from a certain place, and in order to get his basically his nuts off on his, his rocks off. Oh on God! It. He's just one of these guys that says, "This is for I only I appreciate this." Right. Nobody gets you, it. You Nobody rabble, gets it. You like rabble I don't do. appreciate yeah. like me and the aristocrats, right? Or these this is strictly people. for my aristocrats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, okay, so 1829, they say, hey, you know what we're going to do for this year, for this uh, off-season thing? Not only are we going to send a boat over, we're also going to blow up a bunch of rocks. We're going di- to dynamite a bunch of shit. Jesus. Just, you know, so you guys can see that. And then Sam Patch is going to jump. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. So uh, it, it turns out that the, the Canadian side didn't want them... Uh, <laughs> Didn't like the guy who was running the hotel and was going to blow up stuff because he had kind of, like, taken over some of the land without their... Uh, right, right, right. Uh, and then, uh, so they did three explosions. Only one of them worked. And so people were like, this is kind of lame. The boat was going down uh, towards the falls, flipped over, started going sideways a little bit. All the mass broke off. That's cool. And then it got stuck on a rock and never fell. Oh, God. Oh, my God. And then Sam Patch and the was, bears and the geese started their own society. <laughs> yeah, there was no yeah. there was no animals this time. This is a new republic. <laughs> exactly. Here one. we are. Geese we... and duck alike. <laughs> Get out of my yard, they said. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We've landed on convenient rock. <laughs> yes. And <laughs> quick, <laughs> enslave the raccoons. <laughs> their nimble hands will be useful. Yeah. The thumbs are the things we can't. <laughs> the cotton we will make. That's right. So. The boat gets stuck in a rock. Sam, uh, but you know, Sam's there, and he doesn't have uh, enough time to like take a look at everything. Uh, so he says, "I'm going to jump tomorrow." And uh, he didn't have time to check the wind or inspect the ladder no, he was you going to inspect. jump off of. If you're going to jump, you got to know where you're jumping off. of. Also, one reporter spotted him in the crowd and said he was very drunk. Oh hell yeah, yeah, yeah. So a bunch of people left. <laughs> it was raining hard. It's Sam, winter. It's winter in Niagara. Yeah. Sam goes out. Fucking, yeah, it's October. Sam goes out there the next day uh, to jump. He was going to jump from a platform atop an 80-foot ladder, uh, leaning uh, from the base of this place uh, on Goat Island beneath the falls. And as the workers were setting up the ladder, they broke the bottom off of it. Of course. Yeah. So a tough start. So Sam says, all right, uh, let's just postpone this to 4 o'clock, where maybe the weather will be better. Uh, the weather was not better. <laughs> He shows up at 4 o'clock. He climbs the ladder. He bows to the men. He throws kisses to the women. Probably had a lot of drinks in between. Uh-huh. And, uh... Oh, God. Unlike this, uh, this shitty neocon, this is a nice Canadian reporter's description of it. Of course, you're Canadian symbol. 
Sam walked out clad in white and with great deliberation, uh, his hands close to his sides and jumped from the platform into the midst of that vast gulf of foaming waters from which none of humankind have ever before emerged in life. He furnished in his own person extraordinary proof of the power with which self-possession joined with determination which self-possession joined with determined resolution gives to man. He swam to shore and was heard on the beach singing as merrily as if altogether unconscious of having performed an act so extraordinary as to almost appear an incredible fable. Sam Patch has immortalized himself. That's some pretty heavy-duty writing for somebody <laughs> that nobody's ever heard of. Yeah, yeah. I, I, so fr- he jumped eighty. He jumped like into the pool of the falls. Eighty feet into the pool of the falls from a ladder. Yes. So hey, I bad. mean it's not nothing. It's not not. I would it's definitely it. not nothing. I would not do it. No. I mean it. I mean eighty I, feet. Not I like no, you. No. Absolutely dude, not. No, eight, I'm seventy-nine. Is my number, dude. It's my <laughs> limit. Line in the sand. But you're also jumping into some pretty turbulent, cold, freezing, ice-cold water. Absolutely, waters, rocks, Aaron. Craggy, like Actually, you said. Craggy. I, I'm sorry. The ladder, the ladder was 80 feet. He jumped 125 feet. Fuck. Oh, God. 125 feet into the water. Right. But it, Probably it, half drunk or full drunk. Hopefully. God willing. Yeah. How, about tall, how, how tall are the falls in general? Like from... Honestly, I don't know. How tall fall? How tall? Like, I fall the one time by fall. There, and, and, like, two times. No. There's a lot of stories of people dying. Tra- oh. Of boat, whole boats going over. Barrels of uh, monkeys. Guys <laughs> catching. They're trying to get a deer that jumped in and the deer drags them all. And they oh! all go over. Yep. A lot of stories of that. People trying to grab the holy grail. <laughs> like, no! The dinner ain't me! <laughs> I'm an idiot. Indiana? That's very stupid. So after this jump, Sam announces he's going to do it again on October seventeenth. Oh 17th. God, Sam! Oh, come on, October seventeenth. What's today? Fourteenth. So it gives him about ten days to do it again. Uh, he goes back to Bu- he goes to Buffalo, New York, and he just he starts getting wasted. Uh, Hell a, yeah. One reporter described him as a quote drunken, loathsome object. Ugh. Another one described him as like many other great geniuses, is a great friend of the bottle more than the <laughs> bottle is yeah. to him. That's actually a wonderful quote. It kind yeah. of is. Like many other great geniuses, he's a friend to the bottle. More but than the bottle, the bottle is to him. God, God man. It's good, right? Uh, shout out Tony Stark, Demon in a Bottle. Great storyline, Iron Man from uh, late 80s. Right. So and Sam was uh, drunk a lot, drunk but during that. the day he would sit in this museum in Buffalo called the McClearer Museum, and people would just line up and then pay some money to talk to him. Uh, eventually the price was cut in half because he was so drunk. Oh god! Um, but you with might the- understand what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna charge a full price. I like you. How's your dad doing anyway? Come still stink. Oh god! Come still stink. It was a fun museum. McCleary. Oh yeah, yeah. Inhabited by this drug. Well, McCleary opened. He was a theater producer, and he opened a museum. And he said, "I don't have anything. You guys, the Buffalo." Send me stuff, and I'll fill it up with your stuff. Uh-huh. And so he basically had a, a museum of, like, the artifacts of families. Yeah. I'm just a business owner. Yeah. I don't have any reason for people to come in my business. You you, you, you give it to me. <laughs> this, is, ah! this is a co-op, I'm all right? A, I'm, a simple, a, yeah. I'm a simple profiteer. I just uh, take... I'm the man with the idea. You yeah. do the work. You do the work. You, you know idiot. the way culture is shifting. Read a, blo- a blog. 
Read a blog. So Idiot. now, uh, but with this McCleary theater producer, he starts working with this guy. This guy, uh, according to Johnson, probably likely he gave he started making him think about being a showman, oh, yeah. as opposed to just showing up and jumping. Right. Uh huh. So all of a sudden, now Sam Patsy starts wearing a black silk scarf, silk scarf, around his neck, or he ties it to his um, silk scarf. Yeah, a black silk silk scarf. Uh, he ties it around his waist, or he wears it around his neck. And also for McCleary, he starts uh, carrying around a bear cub on a chain. Oh no! Oh, no! 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 That cub's gonna become a a big bear. Well, you know, you know, you're only young cub once. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And so with this attention, no. he, you, so he starts getting more attention because one, the, the the jump in the Niagara, but also he gets like, you know, people are like, oh. Hey, hey who's that guy with the bear? Yeah. And sure. so the, he starts getting offers. This garden owner in Philadelphia challenges <laughs> to jump against his antediluvian frog. Uh, this is a, apparently a pre-flood. Antediluvian. That's very good, Aaron. You know. So antediluvian is the, it's the period between... In the Bible, the uh, flood of Genesis and the fall of humans. So humans fell first and were terrible. Right. And then God flooded them. Apparently this frog is... Oh, so pre-flood. Yeah. Got it's it. a pre-flood frog. That's a tough... Uh, I'm and... really smart, dude. You don't get it. <laughs> what? I think I was... How did he get an antediluvian it. frog? Uh, he was probably a liar. <laughs> That fucking yeah, frog. He's like, the Phillies alive. are good. I got a frog from fucking yeah, Phil nah. the Flood. Phillies don't do blow. Yeah. His <laughs> fucking Pirates. frog told me he's pre flood, so you know he's legit. <laughs> Said he's been around a while. Said he's seen some shit. <laughs> so, so now, the second time that he's jumping, Sam actually has like a decent backer, uh, and he's uh, he's going to get paid well to jump. 25 cents per spectator who, who, who travels across the bridge to watch him up close. Spectator? Uh-huh. Fairly nowhere. <laughs> Thank you. Huh? <laughs> and so he takes a boat on the way to Niagara Come Falls. Come on, antediluvian. <laughs> You're so wet already. I'm just your nephew, diluvian. <laughs> you know I don't eat taters, right? You know I've always wanted that. <laughs> you, just don't, you only have to let one of me inside of you. <laughs> Not two by two. It's so stupid. Sorry you went lit on the ark, Aunt DeLorean. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, the Aunt DeLorean yeah, time of cinema yeah, yeah. before yeah. Back to the Future. Exterior. Aunt DeLorean. <laughs> it was a pivotal time in American cinema. It was an Aunt DeLorean time. There's the reverse flash. <laughs> and there's also the Aunt DeLorean. <laughs> <laughs> so so this time he takes a boat to the jumping point, and as he's on the boat, a bunch of people paid money for him to jump off the boat into the water. Before he gets there, he does this. Everybody has a great time. Gets an uh, extra jump. He jumps Fucking 50 in. feet from the boat into the water. Then Everybody gets goes back well. in the boat. And then goes to Niagara. Uh, they get to the falls, 300 paying spectators. Uh, so he makes $75 from this jump, which is about $2,000 today. Very nice. Uh, in 2019. Nothing to sneeze at. Um, there's about 3,000 people scattered around the cliffs who aren't paying to watch. Uh, <laughs> the riffraff. Freeloaders. Yeah. Great unwashed. He uh, he goes up. He um, Jump, you fuck. He, he, he disrobes. He discloses. And, you know, he's still wearing his white, his white scarf, pants and white shirt. And he ties a scarf around his waist. Full and, hydra outfit. Uh, he, <laughs> yeah. He jumps in. Uh, he gets out. He, he jumps in. 
He stays underwater, and everybody goes, oh, is he dead? And then he comes out, everybody cheers, he swims to shore. He emerges from the chaotic waters of the abyss as if an aquatic phoenix born anew from the... Whatever. <laughs> from the dense splashiness of... And the big, great frothy of the cum-like froth of the ocean. <laughs> from, from, from nature's stinky load. This... <laughs> The saltine sea, that which a semen is of a, a mere simulacrum. <laughs> semen. A coincidence, don't you think? <laughs> ask the me, sea man. Ask me my other opinions on jizz. <laughs> yeah, please. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be teaching a master class online. If you want to, to talk about the chaos of the jungle, it's nothing compared to the, the stampede of a, a man's uh, frothy load. <laughs> the microcosm of the jungle's strangulation. <laughs> Marathon. Uh, this is, uh, I'm going to move quickly after this, but this is one of like the last little. Uh, so here's here's one newspaper uh, reporter's uh, 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 description of of this last jump, and he says uh, of Sam, he says the celebrated and unique aeronautical performer seems to control the dangerous effects of rapid specific gravitation in the atmosphere. Sam possesses what few have arrived at: contempt of danger. He seems to have perfect command of his motions during his swift transitions through the air because, when near the water, he brings his hand suddenly from above his head to below his hips and strikes the water in a position that guards his back, breast, and his face from injury. The Daredevil. Yeah. It was called, uh, in one, in the Republican at the time, it was called the greatest feat of ever kind ever affected by man. Mm. He may now challenge the universe for a competitor. Okay. Which is, that's a lot. Good stuff. So, what, what so they made them all superheroes back then. Yeah, you put on a scarf and jump into a pool. All of a sudden, you're fucking Superman. Yeah. So this is 1829. But you are. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. yeah. Who else is doing it? No one's coming out of uh, Niagara. Probably some Chinese people. He. No one has. There's no barrel over Niagara yet. He's no, the first no, guy no. to ever jump into Niagara yeah. and come out of it. Uh, when he when he gets out of the water, he shakes the hands of the, the hand of the first man he meets, and he says, "There's no mistake in Sam Patch." I like that. So he Except did that his... one time where I back flopped. <laughs> he still lives. Pay attention to that drawing. It's that like, was weird, it's right? Fake news. Yeah. So from there, uh, he's 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 got out of Niagara. He moves on to the 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 real west, Rochester, New York. Oh, that's deep. Uh, that's deep west. Yep. Wow. Oh my god. How much further west could you go? Jesus. But at the time, Rochester was a jewel. It was uh, the Genesee Valley in Rochester. Around Rochester was a feeder for the Erie Canal. Genesee right. River rolled and broke around the mill dam, and it fell 96 feet into a chasm mm. in Rochester, New York. It's a bigger oh. version of Pawtucket. I love it. And these were, you know, maybe dangerous, right? <gasps> maybe. What? So Sam Patch shows up in Rochester. He's getting drunk all the time. He's meeting the locals. He spends a couple weeks just boating on the river, finding a good place to jump. November 6th he uh, is, is the announced date for his next jump. 2 p.m. November 6th. 10,000 people show up this time. Uh, he, he's late. He's an hour late. Ah, oh, you drunk shithead. Before he gets there, some man goes up to the platform, pretends to jump, spins around and jumps off and runs off. Wait, doesn't, he doesn't, doesn't, he doesn't, doesn't do jump. jump. He uh, goes into the platform, ha, fakes psych? a jump, 
turns around and runs off. Uh-huh. Mm. And everybody goes, oh, that was weird. But, well, okay. I mean, a good joke by that guy. Yeah. That's funny. Knowing Sam Patch, this is no mistake. At, at, at 3 o'clock, he shows up. He takes uh, the, his overclothes off. Sup, losers? He jumps at the 96 feet, and he waits. Then he pops up. He goes to shore. He's given his clothes back and a bottle of rum. Now Very good. Then some people say, according to um, folklore, he then goes back up onto the platform and throws his bear off of it. Whoa, God. The bear on the chain? Yeah. Why the fuck would he do that? Because he's drunk. I mean, the bear, according to the folklore, the bear lives, and he uh, takes the bear around with him uh, again. Yeah. What? That bear's yeah. probably got a grudge. And that, I bet that bear had got a real nice cocaine habit. Well, I, I I bet also the bear was like, that guy jumped off. No, I jumped <laughs> off. <laughs> Join the, the, the Polish army, too. Uh, according, yeah. according to the folklore, the bear was uh, uh, definitely not into it. Nonplus. Yeah. <laughs> according to the folklore, the, bo- the bear was, quote, not into it. <laughs> It's my people, good. my people have traded stories down through the years. The majestic of, bear, of bravery, power, strength, the small resilience. Co- the small Kodiak emerging from hibernation of the winter, only to be thrown off of a bridge by a man named Patch. An abomination. Further afterwards, you could see the young bear god was strictly not into it. Developed a nasty coke habit. <laughs> Join the Polish army. I would drink a liter of beer a night. Carry full-on munitions <laughs> rations on his back, fueled by the cocaine and rage and trauma of, of the man named Patch, who'd forever haunt his dreams, his bear dreams, his bear back broken. Spinal? Vertebrae? Spinal. This bear is tired. So after, after this one, he goes back to uh, the local bar where he's hanging out with kind of the scallywags of town. The rapscallions? Yeah, yeah. And um, Great homage. The he, says, uh, he says, all right. Um, you know, and, the, the, and some of the, like, you know, you, 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 when you do the initial research, you find all these dumbass blog posts and Wikipedia, people just copying from Wikipedia. And everybody says that he, was, he jumped again because the crowd wasn't big enough. But uh, they weren't from a, you into know, it. From actual someone who wrote the book, and fuck it, the it was a big crowd, one of his biggest. Yeah. And but he decides he's gonna do it again. And for this one, he 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 draws up his most audacious bill for it, and he calls it his last jump. And here's a copy of the bill. For you, Aaron, you can see there's a lot, you know. Heads up, losers! It's it's gonna be my last jump. Something, his famous quote, some things can be done as well as others. Mm -hmm. On the fly. There's no mistake in Sam Patch. Also, his other quote Of the truth of this, he will endeavor to convince the good people of Rochester and its vicinity Friday the 13th at 2 o'clock p.m. And then there's an eagle, e pluribus unum, uh, some various fascist imagery here. <laughs> uh, 
uh, stars, paperclips, background <laughs> operations, yeah. paperclips, etc., and so on and so forth. Yes. No, well, there's the eagle grasping arrows and yeah, operation safety pin. I mean, it's really it's it's that's it's, that's a punk rock operation <laughs> paperclip. <laughs> yeah. It's not crazy, but there's definitely some. Work yeah, I'm more of like operation yeah, safety yeah, pin yeah, kind of guy, yeah, like yeah. a lot of underground Nazi scientists. I took like a lot of like like the shitty ideas. Yeah, like uh, hovercrafts. This is a pretty brilliant handbill. Yeah. It's pretty good stuff. He, he learned something from uh, McCleary about how to promote himself that he was not doing before. No, no, you got to promote. And he says this is his last one, right? So this time he says, I'm going to jump from 125 feet. Uh, they, they build uh, a stage for him to climb up and jump off, you know, uh, you know, his uh, tie his record from Niagara. So ceremonial. And as as Johnson uh, writes, you know, uh, this time he sa- he promises to throw his bear off. Afterwards, he promises. Yeah, probably because after he successfully does the jump, probably because the folklore of him throwing the bear off oh, was real, and he, in response to that, he this said, "I'll really do it. I'll do it. Really do it. You think I won't? I won't throw, I won't throw a bear cub 125 feet in the water? I'll fucking do it. You think I won't throw my drinking buddy off, <laughs> off a cliff? He never pays for rounds. I'll fucking throw him off in a heartbeat. <laughs> he didn't pay for shit. Does all my coke." <laughs> <laughs> He drinks all the booze. He's not a veteran. <laughs> He's lied about his service. <laughs> so, so what happened? So, on the day, uh, Friday the thirteenth. Friday the thirteenth at two o'clock p.m. Two o'clock, one o'clock p.m. There's twelve thousand people there. A hat is passed. Jesus pass, Christ! A hat is passed around to pay for his jump. <sighs> Big hat. Money for nothing. Now, he shows up at two o'clock. There's a you know he walks through the crowd. What's uh, up, y'all? An old woman is heard saying. There's a, there's a silence. He as he gets up on the platform, mm-hmm. there's a silence. Uh, there's the story of one old man uh, puts his thumb in his mouth out of just out of nervousness. Of oh my it. god! There's a story of uh, in the silence, an old woman basically yells, but she tells a friend. She says. If there's anything in dreams, that man is dead. Yikes! Uh, I think she was drunk. That uh, I don't, I don't get it. Sam, he's he stares into the crowd, kind of wavers a little bit. Some Never. people thought that was him losing nerve. Right. All of his friends knew Talks that. Talk cheap, motherfucker! <laughs> All of his friends knew that's just because he was drunk. Yeah. Right. His friends, he was his local friends who he just met, you know. But they knew he drank a ton. Yeah, the guys he just met, but now you guys are my best friends. Come you back. guys know that I'll leave you all my bears, right? <laughs> so he climbs on the platform and he makes a speech. 99% of the people there have no idea what he says. <laughs> According to one account, it was short and incoherent. <laughs> Another person says it was simply ridiculous. <laughs> it was anti-Semitic and insane, <laughs> and then he dove to his death immediately. His, and, uh, he put his, his hand up the bear's ass, t- yeah. t- thought it was a puppet. Talked <laughs> about the benefits of animal sex, and then he's like, I don't care who says what. And then he dived, and he died. Uh, but whatever he said before... He clearly didn't remember nor mean because he was high out of his mind. And God bless his soul. Now, what he did say, according to one friend, was this. Napoleon was a great man and great general. 
Jesus. He conquered armies and he conquered nations. But he couldn't jump the Genesee Falls, which is where he was. <laughs> he's, and right, then, he's right about all of that. And then he said, Wellington was a great man and a great soldier. Yeah. He conquered armies and he conquered Napoleon. <laughs> but he couldn't jump the Genesee Falls. <laughs> but by golly, he couldn't do one thing. And then he said, that was left for me to do, and I can do it and will. Oh, God. He had already done it once, mind you. Mm. Now, this is, I'm going to read the rest of this from Johnson. The men near Sam puzzled over what that meant, and tradition has that they tried to talk him out of the jump. Sam would hear none of it. He turned and faced the crowd once more, took off his cap and sailor's jacket and laid them aside. He stood at the edge of, in Cochran's a friend's band trousers, his cotton spinner's shirt, the Irishman's black scarf, the town at his back, the basin at his feet. Then he crouched and leapt into the abyss. The leap began as gracefully as the others. Sam arched his torso and threw his head back and his arms out and sailed outward and down. But a third away down, things went wrong. Oh, oh no. no! Sam's head dropped to his chest and his body veered sideways, and the crowd watched in horror as he fell with his arms flailing in the air. Oh. He hit the water out of control and was dead in that instant. Oh, my oh. God! And the bear? <laughs> and the bear was not thrown over the side. And the bear went on to live a happy... <laughs> Healthy. I'm actually the executor of his estate. <laughs> he left everything. <laughs> I get this little. Uh, I get all the coke. <laughs> and, 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 uh, what, uh, that's all I care about. <laughs> he leaves to me a sizable amount of coke. Co- <laughs> it's right here. And in plain English. That you can't understand. <laughs> Trust me. That's fucking nuts. So what? He, he did he pass did, out halfway down? Did he give up? He was drunk, dude. No but, one. But during the dive, and he displayed was, the same. was his last jump. Maybe he, it was wind. Maybe there was a moment. Maybe his head he to his chest. It so- yeah, it sounds like he gave up. Maybe he was even drunker than he had ever jumped. Ah! Yeah, man, jumping's, uh, jumping is a complicated profession. <laughs> yeah, he was to agree that gravity is a complicated business. Gravity's pretty grave, dude. Dude, gravity is grave. So uh, they search for, uh, by all accounts, everybody left after like five minutes. And I don't think he's th- coming up. This sucks. Let's leave. They talked about it for a while. Some people searched. They couldn't find his body. Whoa. Uh, for months, newspapers would run articles cla- of people claiming to find his body. They saw him and shit. Yeah. But the Rochester newspaper would not run these articles uh, because they did not find it. In March 1830, um, about uh, four uh, months later, a laborer working on a hotel nearby brought his horses to the river. To drink, he broke through the ice with his foot, and there was Sam Patch. Oh, God. His hair was gone, but he was mostly uh, mostly there. He had traveled seven, seven miles down the river. Damn. He was in good condition for a dead man. Yeah. And uh, one man claimed this was due to the, the preservative effects of alcohol. <laughs> and not right. a cold-ass river. Yeah. He was buried in a graveyard at the mouth of the Genesee River where he had died. Mm-hmm. A wooden board with a rough epitaph was placed on it. And it read, only, Sam Patch, such is fame. Huh. Only him. Such is fame. Such is fame. We don't know what that means. He had a couple other quotes he was famous for, but <laughs> we know. We charge by the letters, so. <laughs> we are. It was a rough. Kind of. 
telling you there's a, a moral to this story, but we haven't figured it out yet. That's for you. So to if decide. you could help us out, just be intimidated, please. Cause that, that'll be seventy five cents. Yeah. What? Like, what are you talking about? He's such his fame, dude. But uh, it became, you know, uh, Rochester would, uh, whenever they could, they, they would, uh, Sam Patch would become part of ceremonies and the like. Uh, they, they had to trot him out. They had a they had a parade we about Sam Patch. <laughs> <laughs> when they when they had a parade, yeah, some some people did try to dig him up and move throw, him to throw, another throw place. Throw him off higher and higher. <laughs> <laughs> we can. Do- Ah, you beat your own record, you dead idiot, you meat popsicle. In the late 1800s, for in a parade in town, they took the uh, they t- took the board and paraded it through town, and then someone stole it. Uh, and so eventually, they put a real tomb, a, a gravestone up there. But but Sam Patch, he he didn't, you know, much like that guy, that Colonel guy. Uh, his newspaper uh, kind of made fun of the whole thing and said, you know, he's gone. But Sam Patch didn't die at 29. He was 29 years old, but he didn't die. In 1833, Andrew Jackson, who was given a horse, and the horse was called Sam Patch. Whoa. In 1849, Herman Melville, his first book. Yeah. His character was largely, I believe, about himself. Rosebud, I think it's called. I think it's called Rosebud. Um, he uh, uh, he yeah. wrote Moby Dick? Yeah. He mentions that. It can't uh, be Rosebud, is it? I don't. I can't remember. Oh, yeah. um, it's Rose something, and he mentions that uh, you know he when he was a green shipman, he was much like a young Sam Patch, and then when he was a studied, learned shipman, he's much like a now dad. he was also like Sam Patch. Wow! And William Carlos William in his epic poem, he mentions Sam Patch and Timothy Crane. Sam Patch mm. was a for a hot lived, minute there. He he was he was he was nobody for twenty seven years. Right. For two years of his life, he was famous, yeah. and that had carried on for the next hundred years. Yeah. Well, it's like the fucking uh, the sisters with their terrible singing, how they were famous. They were so famous yeah. for being bad performers that they were right. just household names. And people everywhere, they'd say, oh, I saw Sam Patch the other day. Yeah. And this would go on for years and years. and Until Elvis died. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? And now that's who you see. That's pretty wild shit, man. Yeah. Sam Patch, mm-hmm. big yeah. jumper. Yep. Animal cruelty <laughs> activist. Yeah. Psycho. Strong. <laughs> yeah. Showman. Mess. Yeah. I mean, a lot more flashy than walking. I mean, did he do the best he best he could? He I did don't, do the best. He, I mean, he, hey, he, some he, people do. He basically came from nothing. Some things can be done as well as others. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. true. I, I mean, that Timothy Crane guy, he he went back. He was fucking basically beaten out of town. Yeah, nobody's talking about him. And he him. went bankrupt and died. Right. No one gives a, this is the only time he's mentioned. No, he gives half a hoof about that? about that fucker. Yeah. Ichabod Crane, maybe. <laughs> Pretty cool story, Matt. Yeah, I was into it. You I got, really like it a lot. Yeah, you got, sometimes you just got to leap into the abyss. Yeah, I mean, that uh, it was a long one. Yeah. It was. It's a long fall into the abyss. It is. It's a long, oh, steady fall. Oh, finally, you knew the cost. <laughs> I think he knew the cost. It was uh, his bear that he didn't care about. Yeah. That's. Uh, I'll tell you what else. I'll throw my bear in this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. I swear to God. And then the great bear god, without his consent, <laughs> without him being high on nary a bump of coke, 
<laughs> I will toss my bear cub directly into the abyss. He's getting big and eats a lot. Yeah. So really, I cannot afford to sustain him <laughs> into bear adolescence. I am fairly sure that the honey will break his fall. The honey? Yeah, that coats his stomach as that is how right. that works. <laughs> I'm, his head is stuck in a beehive, and it will act as an oxygen chamber, like a diving bell. Yeah, the inflammation from the stings will activate an adrenaline reaction, which will cause him to survive the freezing process, much like hibernation. Will ins- and in half a century, he will be reanimated as Captain Bear America. You will see. You'll see. As his head is stung repeatedly with his head within the hive... That he develops a hyper intelligence. A hive mind, if you will. <laughs> so I, good. Uh, that's I think much we better. Admit yeah. That. Uh, I'm going to say goodnight, everybody. Uh, Matt, thank you for a wonderful profile. Sure. Oh, somebody. Uh, no, my no, name no. is John Fahey. Good night, everybody. I'm Mary Peter. Good night. Matt Brousseau. Good night, everybody. We love you. Star Brands Audio, a podcast network.